This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Super J Cost. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald and very special guest this week. I'm delighted to introduce you all finally to editor Dan. Dan, how's it going? It's good, man. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Um, we've been meaning to set this up for a while, so it feels good to be here. Uh, it is a pleasure. It's mine. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird, Joel, isn't it? Uh, having uh, having a, a third mic in, uh, and Dan, for you, it's got to be great because actually people are going to listen to a show. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you. <laughs> Shots fired. I love it. No, we love Dan. Oh my god, this is a thrill. I was, I'm so. Sadly, though, I thought I, we were setting this up, Joel, for this to be our first conversation, uh, like actual voice to voice. Mm. That didn't actually happen this weekend. Uh, it came a little earlier. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to have Dan here. This is going to be a fun show. Uh, as well as our first three-way conversation, isn't it? I mean, we've all known each other for over a year now. This is the first time the three of us have spoken in a direct conversation. So there's that. We're making history here on the Super J cast. But uh, uh, Dan, can you introduce yourself for the audience? Tell us how you got into New Japan. Um, yeah, sure. So obviously, for those that don't know, I'm the person that edits this wonderful show. So when these guys send me completely dreadful audio footage, I make it sound great. I'm going to take <laughs> all the credit for that. Um, He's not lying. No, <laughs> no, the really absolute not. mess that we've sent down <laughs> some weeks. Good that, Lord. It's not always dreadful. But um, yeah, so I kind of got into New Japan. I think it was sort of by accident, really, just before Wrestle Kingdom 11, if my memory doesn't um, not serve me correctly, but I was watching uh, sort of Ring of Honor and I saw the New Japan guys. Uh, AJ Styles, I think, was over there at the time, and I said, you know what, I want to check this out. Uh, so I started watching it, and obviously, you guys have taken it to the extreme, especially you, Joel. Uh, I would still call myself a filthy casual. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I got into it, and let's just be honest, it's some of the best wrestling and storytelling on the planet. So who doesn't love New Japan? Yeah, I did mention last week that you were the person who helped educate me when I first started watching uh, around Wrestle Kingdom 11 time. So I did promise that I would include the link to that episode of the Smartcast in the show notes. And <laughs> I, I really don't want anyone to listen to no. that. But uh, there it is. It's, it's going to be out there anyway, so you can uh, hear some very ignorant, bad takes. Please don't listen to that show. <laughs> oh, I want to hear. I want to hear it so bad. I mean, I feel. I feel like that's the Patreon show, though. Like, if we ever got the fucking uh, that wall up and decided to, uh, can we make a couple bucks here? That might be the show, Joel. I'm just saying. I, I think people would pay three bucks to watch you stumble and stammer <laughs> through through a Wrestle Kingdom show. Uh, that might be a moneymaker. Well, you know what? We have moved to this new podcast host called Red Circle. And if you go to redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast, uh, you'll find our page. And there is a, a, a button that says sponsor this podcaster. So you could just send us money for no reason whatsoever. So may, maybe we should set a little target for that. That might be nice because 
<laughs> Should we talk? No. We ain't getting money from anywhere else, are yeah. we? No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Notice how we won't do any live reads, Joel. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes, because the wrestling we talk about isn't white enough. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> apparently not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anywho, Dan, um, you've had a, a, a wonderful, entertaining, fun weekend. Um, originally, we, we the, the, well, the main reason why you're here is because you were in attendance for that uh, pretty great Royal Quest show. Uh, but before you get in the building... We had a little meetup. You you uh, you uh, spent some time at uh, what was it? The crate was it? And you met a couple of Crate listeners. Room, yep. yep, you met a couple of fans, a couple of listeners from both uh, our show and your show. And uh, talk a little bit about that. Talk about some of the guys you met and uh, the fun that you guys had before uh, the show actually kicked off. Yeah, so obviously I turned up nice and early. Um, little did we know, it was actually a West Ham home game. Uh, they don't play too far away from where the Copper Box Arena was, so the, the pub was absolutely ramo, uh, which was kind of annoying. Uh, I didn't expect anybody to come and meet me, um, because at the end of the day, you guys are the stars. I'm just a silly editor back here. Um, but surprisingly, we actually had two people come up. Uh, they took your advice and bought me a drink. Uh, I'm trying to search for their names on the uh, on the whatsapp but i cannot for the life of me find them but they know who they are um and thank you for buying me alcohol i do appreciate it all alcohol received is uh taken in good faith and if anyone ever meets me again more alcohol thank you ever so much how was a question here from carl who yeah. said how many six pound peronis did dan buy was that at the venue yeah yeah so in the venue they had uh, peroni on tap now, I've got to say, um, the host of the Smartcast, Alan, who, who went with us, uh, he actually done all the beer buying, so my hand didn't go into my pocket once. So I'm not sure how many he actually bought, but, man, the, the man must be made of money because £6 for a Peroni is absolutely disgusting. Mm. Mm. He's getting all the Smartcast dollars, isn't he? Yes, exactly. <laughs> they've, they've probably got ad reads from Red Circle. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> Everybody's making money about us, Joel. Jesus Christ. Uh, so the crowd, you said it was packed again, a, a, a mix of, uh, footy fans, a mix of, uh, uh, guys and, and young ladies seeing the pro wrestling, what noisy crowd up for it. Were they excited? Did it seem like, uh, it, it took a little bit of while for them to get going or right out of the gate? Did you see, uh, this is going to be one of those, one of those great pro wrestling nights. No, see when, we, when, uh, Rapunky 3k, um, uh, come out, like the crowd just popped. You, you could tell straight away. I mean, I was in my seat and I was just like, yeah, I'm about to have a decent night. So it was noisy from the get-go. Um, throughout the show, there was dips and troughs, as I think there is with any live uh, audience. But no, it was packed. The atmosphere felt good. Uh, and that venue, the Copper Box Arena, I think is so perfect for wrestling events. Just the way that the whole place is set up. It's easy to get to. It just has a nice feel inside. Um, but yeah, man, no, people were ready to go. So you got to meet some listeners of the show mm -hmm. and meeting new people. You also made a very special new friend, Dan, didn't you? You want to tell us a bit about that? Um, yeah, so halfway through the show, obviously, I'm a dirty smoker. I'm, I'm also a vapor as well. Um, so I, I decided to go out for a, for a quick fag and I had um, roll ups. So I'm outside uh, having a fag and I see two guys in suits. Um, and I thought, you know what, they're in suits. They've probably got a bit more money than me. They can afford a straight. So I asked them if they had a straight. 
Um, and one of them responded in an American Canadian accent and said that he didn't. Um, so I complimented them on their suits and obviously just inquiring. I said, oh, do you guys like work for New Japan? Uh, and one of the guys said that he did, uh, to which I responded, oh, great. I said, I edit the Super J cast. And immediately he got kind of quite animated with me. Uh, and was a bit mad with you guys. Now it turns out that I was actually speaking to Michael Craven. That I didn't. I didn't <laughs> of actually. All, yeah. Of all people, you could not make this shit up, David. <laughs> well, I mean, you. I mean, what are there? Eight thousand people, or not including production and everybody else. Dan walks out just to get a quick cigarette. And he walks into Michael Craven. Okay, so again, you say the very week, the week yeah. after we <laughs> had quite an interesting discussion about this guy. Right, right. I mean, of all the fucking dumb luck. Okay, so, and again, I'm going to be popping in with questions on this one, uh, Dan. I can't resist, and I'm sure Joel will too. That's so, fine. you 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 say, yeah, you know, casually, yeah, you know, uh, I edit the Super J cast, blah blah blah, uh, and. So it, w it was a friendly tone that turned to a less than friendly tone, would you say? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I, I, I don't think he was happy about the fact that I asked him for a cigarette anyway. But as soon as I said, like, you know, I edit for the Super J cast, he got quite angry. He's, he, you know, he, you could tell that he switched from just like, who's this guy asking me for a cigarette to, oh, okay. You know, it sort of went like that. And, and he, uh, he said that he wasn't happy with you. Um, well, us actually join the club. Yeah, yeah. He, he said that um, you're reporting uh, incorrect information, and at this point, I felt the need to say to him, "Listen, I, I just edit the show. You know, I said what them guys do and say on the show is completely down to them. I said it's just my job to edit." Um, he didn't really listen to that, and he continued to be quite animated. Um, I had to tell him three times, like, "Yo, man, I, I literally just edit the show." And I also give him, I extended the hand and said, listen, if anything that the guys have said on the show that you're not happy with or you want to set the record straight, I can sort it out. I can get you on the show. Uh, and he also declined that offer as well. So, yeah, it was quite surreal, to be honest with you. I was quite taken back um, and felt a little bit important at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> give me give me a sorry. scale of one to ten. I'm sorry, Joe. Give me a scale of one to ten of he was a docile young baby in swaddling clothes to he was in a, enraged uh in your face barking orders like a drill sergeant uh, on a scale of one to ten what was i just need to know the tone of this uh i would say it bordered on a six wow. uh, it bought it maybe 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 for us for a moment it could have been a seven but then obviously, then obviously he calmed down so it was like it was like as soon as he heard the super j cars come out of my mouth he was instantly in seven, like DEFCON seven, right? Oh, and right. then once he realized that I'm not like actually on the show, I just edit it, he slowly sort of calmed down. And then by the end of it, he wanted to speak to me about stuff that he said had to be off record. And I don't, I don't repeat right. um, and I won't repeat because I think that's unfair. I wouldn't like someone to dox me like that. So yeah, I would say an average six. Okay. Okay, you said that he was with someone do you know who that someone was? Yes, I believe that. Uh, do you know what? I forgot his name, Joel. Uh, I think he uh, he's the Rev Pro owner, I believe. Andy, Andy Quilden. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay, so when Michael got animated, what was Andy doing? Not a lot. So 
he was they was obviously having a chat so if Andy was on the right and uh, Fingy was on the left Craven was on the left I come over I sort of stood in the middle so when we started having our sort of altercation if you could say uh, Andy sort of just disappeared behind he didn't say goodbye or whatever he just sort of slowly faded off into the distance and that was the last I saw of him I see Homer Simpson going into the shrubs yes <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> What did he say? Like he said that. We, what did he say that we got anything wrong? Yeah, he, okay. he said uh, the Lanny Poffo stuff that you got incorrect, um, and he he was also trying to shift blame onto somebody else for decisions that okay. you guys have accredited him with making. Um, okay. But I I think it's almost like the realism kicked into his head, and he was like, "Hang on a minute, some guy has come up to me. He said he edits for the Super J cast, and I'm now talking to him." about stuff that maybe I shouldn't be saying and then mm -hmm. it all got us sort of a bit fizzled out and, and we sort of went our separate ways but right. yeah apparently you guys have been incorrect and you haven't got the correct information and he doesn't okay. want to come on here to tell you that he's told me to tell you that right right okay so yeah, yeah, you, Joel, you go. specifically this is something that we mentioned we said that Michael Craven was responsible for Lanny Poffo being hired now I'm just going to tell you a quote this is from my favourite podcast, you might remember this one, Damon, the Genius Cast. I remember it. Starring one Lanny Profo. Yes, yeah? yeah. So, direct quote from the Genius Cast from the lips of Mr. Poffo himself. I'll tell you what I know. Michael Craven from New Japan. I met him September 1st at All In. He asked me if I would be interested in holding the microphone as a colour commentator for New Japan. And I responded, wow, that would be great. I mean, it's right. I mean, we didn't just, one, we didn't just pull it out of our ass because we, we talked about it when it happened. And if I'm not mistaken, we used that exact quote from his show. And then we had fun with the genius cast. Um, but that, that, that's, uh, and then that was confirmed. I don't know what, how was that wrong? I don't know. All right, again, look, here's what we'll do. Joel, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the high road, right? For the first time ever on this show, we're going we're gonna to take the high road. Um, well, I, sorry, but before we take no. the high road, I just want to say we we are not in the business of just sensationalism. We like to, you know, we, we want to do our due diligence. Okay, so this is not like we just pulled information out of our ass or one person told us something that could have been hearsay. We double checked, we triple checked, we and, spoke to more than one person. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, and then and then when we and then when we did put information out. We got information back from other people, right? Right, that you know that were over and above. So it's like, you know, not only confirming but kind of saying same thing. So it's not like again we're, we're pulling shit out of our ass when it comes to this. The the Poffo stuff I think is hilarious because fucking Lanny Poffo said it, not us. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Okay, I'm sorry, Joe. Again. No, that was it, really. I just think the, the key thing here, we are not afraid of being wrong, right? Um, we're not the sort of people that are going to double down on stuff that turns out to be untrue. If something we put out there is not true, like, uh, and we've done it in good faith, right? If it's not true, tell us, and we will issue corrections, right? More than happy to do that. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Again, uh, I mean, oh, 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 here's what, what I would say. We Dan offered with a clear head, said, hey, if, if there's an issue, by all means, come on the show. I can't do that. Okay. Uh, and that's understandable, right? I can understand that you don't want to go on our show 
have it recorded, have it out there for whatever reasons, whether it's the company, whether it's per- whatever. That's fine. That's cool. You know where we are. Hit us up. You know, you obviously listen, <laughs> right? You know how to get a hold of us. Uh, yeah, slide in the DM, set us straight. You won't be the first person to do that. Yeah, I, I mean, no, we got no problem with that. And we can have a civil conversation and I, we can, you know, discuss where you know, we might not be hitting the mark uh, with your version of the truth. That's more than fine. Um, so, again, we're extending. Not only are we extending that offer off the record, we're extending that olive branch as well, right? Because we, because, because here's the thing: the last we don't have any personal stakes in this, right? We we just reported what was what happened, uh, and that, you know that's kind of that. That's that. But if again, the offer is there. If if uh, if uh, we want to clear the air, if we want to get the information right, by all means, hit us up. We'd be more than happy to take that and have that conversation. One hundred percent. So, Dan, have you recovered from, I mean, how, how did you feel afterwards? Um, well, I mean, I was in a little bit of shock. I mean, I sort of, I believe I bumped into him around about the time of the Kenta and Ishii match. Um, and that's, it sort of took me out of the show because I was thinking about sort of what happened, the fact that I spoke to him. Um, you know, I, it was it was surreal, uh, and I sort of come back into the uh, the actual wrestling that was going on when uh, Okada came out. So, yeah, and no, I've recovered. Um, I just I find the whole thing a bit strange. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Dan. The show's going on, Joel, and I get a phone call. I'm on I'm on, I'm on the couch watching the show, and I get a phone call, and it's from London, and I'm like, I, I'm looking, I I under my breath, I'm like, this is fucking Dan, isn't it? Because Dan actually texted me, you know, in our or us in our group, and you—I think you were asleep. But I'm like, yeah, I, I woke up early in the morning and I—I I just looked at my phone and seeing a message from Dan saying, "I'm speaking to Michael Craven. He's not very happy with you guys." <laughs> right, right. Um, so I go, I—I'm like, I gotta take this fucking call, and I never take phone calls. I was like, I got, I got to, this, this is either going to be Dan or it's going to be somebody trying to fucking rip me off for my taxes or something. (laughs) So I'll take, I'll roll the dice. And it was fucking Dan. And and again, I've never, we've never had a conversation, conversation before. And you're telling me this and the show is going on. I'm like, Dan, go watch the fucking show. And you, and I could tell you were, you were kind of wound up. You were like, what the fuck was that? And, and you know, I'm, I kind of agree what the fuck was that? But okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dan, you're you're an adult, and 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 I'm not gonna pump your chest up, but you can, you know, you've been in situations, and you know. But yeah, you were you were taken aback by it. I I I don't think that there's any any harm in saying that. No, and that's definitely true. And I felt the need to to call you my savior. I don't know what you're gonna do from the United States of America, but <laughs> you picked I'm up sending the phone. nukes. Yeah, nukes. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Well, Dan, I, first let me let me apologize. Let me apologize because it 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 took out, took you out of the show. You, you are you telling me that you did did you watch the rest of the show? I did, yeah, but okay, not with the same uh, attitudes as as before this incident happened. To be honest with you, I was to start with. I knew I was coming on your show today, boys, to obviously discuss this show. So it was very important that I took as much away from it as possible. Uh, then obviously the Craven thing happened, and then all I could think about was 
the Craven thing. So, yeah, it kind of ruined my experience. So if he does come on here, I think he owes me a ticket to another London show because okay. I, d- I don't feel I've got my full £61 worth or whatever the All ticket right. price was. Yeah. Wow. I, has he got the authority to do that anymore? Probably. Oh, actually, he did say his exact words were, well, I'm standing here, aren't I? If I'm not in charge, I'm standing here, aren't I? So I take it he must. Okay. I mean, look, he's more than uh, uh, the, the olive branch, the whatever the fuck stupid analogy you want to call it, it has been extended. By all means, Joel, myself, both of us, We'd be more than happy to discuss anything that we that that he feels we missed the mark on, and and we'll come with why we don't think we missed the mark. Um, and yeah, here's the thing: to be honest, I mean, I'm not seeing where the lies are here. Right, and there's no. I mean, uh, listen, there's absolutely 100% possibility that we get fed bullshit information. But I will say this: every bit of information that we get fed, right? Every bit of information kind of has, not kind of, it has. It's come to pass, right? We're not newsbreakers. We're just not. But in this particular case, we may have been. And again, if, if we're off the mark, by all means, let's, let's correct us. Correct us. We're, 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 we're making that opportunity available. So and that's that. There you go, Dan. I bet when you agree to edit this stupid podcast, you didn't think it would end up with you getting berated by New Japan Pro Wrestling executives. <laughs> no, not but, all. Uh, yeah, so we're sorry. We're really sorry about yeah. that. Um, so you talked a bit about the live experience there, but I, we had a question from Mark who said, who's in the hot seat? Maybe it means hot water with the NJPW office more, ROH or fight? So I understand the fight TV stream had some issues. I watched it on TV Asahi. And it was okay. There weren't any huge problems. It did make everything pretty quiet because I think they reduced the volume in order for them to to hear the Japanese commentary. But uh, Damon, you're watching it on Fight TV. How was it down your end? Total hunk of steaming shit. It was terrible. I, I mean, it was one of the worst. It felt like it was. I was in 1995. Uh, dropouts, sinking issues, cameras going out. Speaking speaking of the Simpsons reference, we kept getting that technical difficulties pop up in the middle of matches. You would miss guys would be in the ring climbing the top rope, and then the next thing you know, they're in an armbar. <laughs> you you would miss finishes. Um, Kevin Kelly, uh, God bless his soul. Uh, Gino, God bless his soul. We didn't hear you for at least four matches. Uh, there was no commentating whatsoever they you couldn't hear the mics and then when you did in the beginning you heard kind of like just very muffled like they like they were talking into a tin can trying to get it now by the god match it felt like the commentating got better like the the not the actual product but the the technical issues were were starting to get resolved um but i had had enough it was unwatchable live and again, for 25 bucks, I was like, I was sitting on the couch. I was there. It was a beautiful day, but I was like, all right, you know, I'm awake. This is this is be a great time to watch the show. Get in, out the door I go. Uh, that, unfortunately, that didn't happen. I bailed out. I asked for a refund, um, and and I considered it a loss. And then, uh, yeah, I got that same Japanese feed of the show that that you did. 
and yeah, that didn't have any issues. So Fight TV blamed the 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 venue. They kept saying that it was a venue that the 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 signal or the equipment or the whatever issue was coming from the venue and not them. I can back that up, Damon, because the signal in there was dreadful. Yeah, yeah, you were saying from from an internet uh, view, communication. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't even send me pictures. You know? Nope. Yeah. So whatever the reason, the stream was uh, was abysmal. Um, but here's the thing too. I went I went online and looked uh, through their feed, and they looked they were getting double dinged. Not only were they getting hammered from New Japan fans, they were getting hammered from people that were at that Starcast uh, for uh, the CM Punk CM Punk talk. Right, he did like a live talk thing that was that was being streamed, and people were having issues with that. So, uh, look, that couldn't if, if you're working fight customer service, that that couldn't have been a good fucking weekend for you. Um, but it, it was horrible and I real, I gotta be honest. I don't know if I would do the fight thing ever again. I, I can't, I can't recommend it because it was just such a horrific experience. Changing the subject. This is a completely random observation, but I did notice some people, maybe it's just me that gets annoyed by this, but people wearing merchandise of wrestlers from a different company. Like I saw someone near the front row wearing a young bucks t-shirt. Is it just me that was like, why are you wearing that? A New Japan show. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel a little bit like that. Are you a guy that would wear that goes to concerts and wears the band's T-shirt? Uh, no, no, I think that's uncool. Right, but I think if you're going to a wrestling show, then it's yeah, it's okay to wear a, a wrestler's T-shirt. But I wouldn't wear the T-shirt of a wrestler from a rival company. Right, especially not of a wrestler that. Uh, I don't know who've been firing shots at the company. Who's, who's the product you're watching live in the building? Right. Who's at the very least used the company that you're watching to help launch their own brand in the United States. Right. Right. When they're supposed to be working, they're shooting elite videos. Um, anywho, uh, Dan, what is your thoughts on this? Where, where, where do you stand on the T-shirt controversy? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, let's not make it like WWE where they kick you out of the venue or make you change your shirt. I don't want it to become like that. I think people should be able to wear whatever they want. But, you know, just be mindful that if you're going to go in there with a shirt that might not necessarily be promoting the brand that you're going to see, that you might get a few dodgy looks. See, I just avoid all this controversy by wearing a flannel shirt, checkered yes. flannel shirt, skinny jeans with the rips in the knees. I just literally live up to my inner hipster. So <laughs> I had no issues. I know. I, I I feel the same way as you, Dan. I I I don't think I'll go so far as to wear the brand. So I'll wear the Lion Mark T-shirt. I don't really wear wrestling T-shirts at shows. I kind of I downplay that a lot. I really do. Um, although I did get I did just this weekend. Uh, I got sent to me the uh, the Super J Cup T-shirt. It's a nice T-shirt. Um, and very, one of our loyal listeners sent that to us, so I got that in the mail today uh, or the other day uh, all right t-shirt talk there you go all right what else we got so let's talk about the matches themselves so the first match was show yo and rocky romero defeating ren narita show to umino and ryusuke taguchi in eight minutes 19 show pinning ren narita after the power breaker so uh damon you go first what do you think of this match it was good um short sweet fast um it gave look and no nobody thought the Taguchi team was going to pull out a win. No, nobody in that building. But it's you know, a good opener, fast, 
again, what was it? Not even five minutes, I don't think. It didn't feel like it was more than five minutes, that's for sure. Um, you know, eight minutes. It was eight minutes. Felt like five. Uh, look, if an eight-minute minute match feels like five, I think that's a good thing, right? It wasn't like I was looking at my phone at any point. Um, I love the fact that they bring over the Young Lions, too. Like, to me, that and, – and, Dan, let me ask you this. Did it feel – like, you've gone to Rev Pro New Japan mix match shows. Yes. And, you, and you've, you know, you've experienced that. Did this feel – and, again, you haven't been to Japan. Okay, great. Did this feel like a New Japan show? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I see, would think. See, see the Young Lions, the way that everything was set up, the ring, they had this uh, sort of introduction at the start to tell people uh, not to like film anything on their phone, but a lot of it was in Japanese. So yeah, it did feel like I was at a New Japan show instead of a mashup show of Rev Pro and New Japan. Yeah, and, they, and I think the Young Lions help, at the very least, they help to uh, give you that New Japan experience. If, if they do anything else... It feels like a New Japan show when they are there. So I love that they bring them over. Um, again, it's not so much, oh, we're working with, they're working with the same people they always work with, just in front of a different feel, a different building, a different crowd. Uh, but they just help lend an air of authenticity that you would not get if you just had local guys working that show. Yeah, agreed. So how was uh, your experience of the match live, Dan? Did, did, how did you enjoy it? And what were the receptions like for the people involved? Uh, there was like Rapongi 3K chance straight away. Uh, I was actually uh, with a, a guy sitting to my right. I, I worked with him. This was his first ever wrestling show. So he's a massive wrestling fan, but never actually been to a live show. So what a show to pop your cherry at. Uh, and I just distinctly remember him saying, what is that guy wearing in terms of Taguchi when he comes out in his rugby stuff? Um, so I tried to explain it and realised why am I explaining this man like he's just unique uh, but I think like he fell in love with him but uh, no live it was great um, you could tell the whole crowd was like as soon as it started they were like yes come on New Japan um, I enjoyed this match it was it didn't feel too long I actually thought it felt a bit short I was like oh wow we're going at that pace because so used to having things go longer in New Japan but no thoroughly enjoyable uh, and I think it was a good opener speaking of the young lines Shota Umino had a lovely time while he was over in the UK because on his Instagram story, there's a beautiful picture of him sitting in a park in the sunshine with a caption, I'm fucking enjoyed in London. Thank you, Jesus, UK. So was he fucking enjoyed by the fact? Did you fucking enjoy him, Dan? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I fucking enjoyed him. Thank you, UK. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the second match on the show, which was uh, Kota Ibushi and Juice Robinson, Golden Juice, as I dubbed them last week, defeating the team of Hikuleo and Yujiro Takahashi. Ibushi pinning Hikuleo after 8 minutes 46 with the Kamigoye. And my favourite bit of this match was Juice rubbing his nipples. Um, this is a good match. I, I'm impressed by Hikuleo. I think he is improving, but he's got a very unsettling physique and way of moving. I'm getting like Slender Man vibes from him. But um, Damon, what do you think of this? It was enjoyable, right? Like, I think the, the most enjoyable aspects was the, uh, we'll call it the interactions between Juice and Coda, uh, specifically the uh, post-match where uh, they're, they're debating with each other on who's going to leave the ring and how we're going to exactly open the ropes and how are we going to exit. Uh, I know that there was a large audience that was... Uh, We'll just say very pleased with with, with some of the uh, images that were coming forth 
during that exchange. Uh, look, the I, this is the first time I've seen Hikaleo in a long time. Right. I, I, I will be truthful and tell you that he is he has fallen off of my radar when it comes to his progression. And I think a lot of people as well, right? We we rarely mention him since his excursion. He looked okay. Um I, I know I know even before he left, I can't tell you how many people were talking about him being a, a, a future guy and all this stuff. And and I think we got a long, long fucking way to go before we even st- Start talking about that. Like I wouldn't put him in the level of of the current young lions, right? He's he's not in that conversation, is he, guys? No, he's no, very, not for me. Very green, very green. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that being said, I enjoyed seeing him. I thought he did well. I thought he did fine. And of course, everybody else held up their end of the bargain. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for me is going to be the the post match celebration with Juice and Coda and the the body parts rubbing together as they uh, as they leave the ring. People are interested in this. So I've got questions about this. Matty T says, "What's the official relationship status of Golden Juice?" I don't know if this is uh, calling for the reappearance of my segment. Joel states that wrestlers are in a relationship as if it was a verifiably proven fact, when it's more so just his idealized fantasy based on hearsay. But the stuff I've heard about Juice and Co. No, I'm joking. I've, I've heard nothing. Uh, Nicole says, we can all agree that we need to see more Golden Juice, right? Yeah, very, very horny stuff. Uh, Dan, what did you think of the match and of Golden Juice? Yeah, I mean, I think Damon covered it like, enough. Uh, Golden Juice is fantastic. Kota is so unbelievably over in the UK. Uh, so is Juice, actually. Um, Hikaleo, mate, do you know what I said? I was a bit disappointed that Yujiro didn't come out with, you know, any of his wonderful, lovely women. Um which sort of disappointed me and Alan quite a bit. Alan was one of the guys that I was with. Uh, and Hikaleo just, to me, just, I don't know, he just moves a little bit festerous, if you know what I'm saying. He just doesn't, I don't know. I was just like, that man's here just to get pinned. But uh, overall, great match. And yes, I want to see more Golden Juice. Who doesn't want to see more Golden Juice? Saying the word Golden Juice just sounds so wrong, though. Golden Juice. Welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of show favorites, are you guys ready for another chapter in the hilarious misadventures of 36-year-old man-child Kota Ibushi, because I saw this on Chris Charlton's Twitter. Um, this is a quote uh, from an interview with Ibushi. So are you going to get a cool briefcase for that contract? And Ibushi says, they give you a case? The other person says, you should have one by now. You need to keep it safe. Ibushi says, I don't know. I just thought I'd carry it around like this. And the interviewer says, what if you lose it? Ibushi says, would that be a problem? Interviewer, you probably get fined or something. Ibushi, can I not just photocopy it and take the copy with me? No. So he might end up being the first person to lose the briefcase, but like literally lose it by forgetting where he last put it. <laughs> well, listen, he's in a, at least he's in a country where uh, they, they are pretty notorious in the sense of uh, if you lose something, you have a really good chance of getting it back, um, whether it be on the train or, or at the hotel or something. So if he's going to lose it, I would just, I would, that's probably why you didn't see it, him bring it out, right? Because he would lose it. It's, it would still be in the UK. So, Dan, you'd have to go find the fucking thing. Uh, it, you'd be, on a, you'd be on, a, uh, on, on a mission from New Japan. That would be the next text in the middle of the night. Guys, I found Kota Ibushi's briefcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's I not know. very happy with you guys. <laughs> right, right. Somehow it would be our fault. Yeah. Uh, 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 taking contracts off my table. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... 
you know, um, yeah, that we don't want. We 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 need that to be tape it to his leg or something. I don't know. He's he doesn't seem very responsible with that. This no one thought that this would be an issue in the beginning, but now everybody's in a panic because he's going to lose that fucking contract. And by lose, right, just lose the contract. Let's talk about the third match on the show, which was the Birds of Prey, Will Ospreay and Robert Eagles defeating Bullet Club team of El Fantasma and Taiji Ishimori. Will Ospreay pinning El Fantasma after the double top rope Spanish fly, which they're calling Red Wing. I thought the entrance for El Fantasma and Ishimori looked really cool because you had like the the strobe lights and then uh, Ishimori's horned skull helmet illuminated from the back. I just thought it looked really great. And Birds of Prey clearly put a lot of work into coming up with some cool tag moves, um, as did the Bullet Club team, actually. So let's give both of them their props. And I love the fact that Birds of Prey had matching gear. It's a small touch, but I think it's an important one for a tag team. And Eagles in particular, I think the new gear just makes him look like more of a star. It's, you know, like the little wings on the boots and the feather pattern and stuff like that. I really enjoyed this match because I've had my fill of a lot of the guys involved in singles matches. So getting them in a fast-paced tag match where you're just getting little bite-sized chunks of each of the pairings was a nice refreshing change for me. And I really like the Red Wing finishing move. So, uh, Damon, your thoughts on this? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And and when we heard uh, the show and the lineup, uh, we, both of us, were like, this, this match on paper sounds absolutely fucking delicious. Uh, and I think it delivered. Again, where they are in the card in a you know three hour plus show, um, would you have liked to have seen them get a smidge more time? Yes, but I think they made the most of the time. Uh, I love the tag team of Eagles and Osprey. I think they actually look. One of my bigger pet peeves is when a team doesn't feel or look or act like a team, right? And I thought they looked like a tag team. Like, they looked like, and again, you, anybody can get matching outfits and whatever, whatever the fuck. They felt like a legitimate tag team that have been working the fucking territory, the, the Tennessee loop, right, in 1987. And that's a good thing, right? They looked sharp. Uh, they looked like the, the puzzle pieces fit perfectly together. It didn't look awkward or odd. Um, and I'm, listen, I am all for I don't give a fuck. I am all for a tag t- a tag title run, junior tag team uh, title run with Osprey and Robbie Eagles. I think that would be tremendous. Dan, thoughts on this match being live at the arena and what was the reception like for those involved? Well, I mean, obviously, Will Osprey is going to get humongous pops. Um, it felt really good in there. Uh, people were really invested in this. I thought it was going to go on for a bit longer, but it is the third match on the night. But again, all of these three matches so far felt like they were very quick, uh, especially for, for New Japan. I do have a question for you two, though, because maybe I've just been out of the loop. But obviously, at the end, uh, Will got on the mic. And I swear that he kept saying something about sex pick. Now, I'm no expert on this, but what the hell is he talking about? What's a sex pick? <laughs> oh, no. Um, Joel, you're going to have to take this one. <laughs> I don't know. It's just something that just started appearing on a social media. I think maybe it was like a little inside joke between him and his missus, B. Priestley. Right. And now he's just running with it. And I imagine there's going to be sex pig merchandise. And I really dislike it. I think it's awful. Yeah, I just... I- 
it's very, very strange. Um, the, the live crowd seemed to care no different whether he said it or not. But when I heard the word sex pig, I was like, the, the people I need to ask are you two. Because if anything <laughs> weird like that, you're the place to come. So uh, yeah. thank you for clearing that up. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's the only thing I know, Dan, is that it was like an internet-y thing, Twitter thing. Um, I, I would see it in our Discord, uh, our people talking about it both positively and 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 rather uh harshly making fun of it um it's just a thing and i i i don't it's just it's just just, it's will being will online chalk it up to that it's chalked a question from matty t he says uh despite the spoilerific ring announcing uh not sure what he's getting at there but anyway question is birds of prey should be heavily featured in junior tag league uh, I did say I would like to see Osprey take a back seat for the rest of the year, but if we are to get Birds of Prey in the Junior Tag League, I certainly wouldn't say no because they showed me enough in this little match alone to show me that it's something fresh that I would enjoy watching. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not complaining about seeing more Will Osprey, especially with Robbie Eagles, especially in Junior Tag. If I can get more uh, high quality matches with high quality opponents. I'm not going to complain. I don't, again, I, I talked about it last week, Joel. I don't understand the idea of more is bad. Right? I'll take it. I'll, I'll, he could be on any fucking show he wants and I'd be more than happy because again, I think a lot of people were, were really looking forward to this match on paper. This was a sexy match. And I think it delivered again in a third match kind of role tag team match. I, I think it delivered. I mean, not in an epic performance. It's not going to be on his, you know, when we go through, you know, wrestler of the year and we look at all his matches throughout the year. I don't know if this is going to be on the top of the list, but, you know, this was a real good junior tag that has me at the very least invested in this tournament, right? Um, even more so than I already was. I think that's a fucking win. I, I, I can't complain about that. Got some notes here on El Fantasmo who... After the well, one of the Super J Cup shows, he said that he is going to retire Jushin Thunder Liger before Wrestle Kingdom. Right, so a lot of people got scared and thought that meant that he was going to face Liger at Wrestle Kingdom. But he said before, so I thought maybe we might get ELP versus Liger, maybe at the San Jose show, one of the Fighting Spirit Unleashed shows. Uh, he also made some welfare jokes and called Osprey the autistic assassin, which was not well received at all. Which he did apologise for it, and I will read the apology, so you, you make of it what you will. He says, let me just find it, uh, I'd like to address my actions after winning. In the heat of the moment, I called Will Ospreay the autistic assassin, and I want to say sorry to anyone that was offended by my comment. It was uncalled for on my behalf, and you deserve better. Looking back, I wish I didn't say it. I promise it wasn't scripted. It was an unnecessary way of getting cheap heat, I guess he meant, and I genuinely apologise if you were hurt by my words. I've never been comfortable on the mic. The inexperienced shows, and I promise to do better going forward. So uh, when I first read that, I thought it was going to be one of those horrible, I'm sorry you were offended, non-apologies. But I thought it seemed pretty genuine by the end of it, at least. So he says something stupid and he's apologized for it. It's difficult to, you know, you, you hear that, what he said, calling Osprey the autistic assassin and then the hat throwing incident. And it does start to paint a picture in your mind of the person rather than the wrestler. Uh, but uh, hopefully he can keep his nose clean and stop saying and doing stupid things. Uh, he also said at RevPro last night he's moving to Japan, so 
it seems like we're going to be seeing a lot more of Mr. Phantasmo. That's fine. Look, I, I you can't. Everyone, I, I'm a firm believer of everyone makes mistakes. And if you own it and you give us a, a sincere apology. Um, and I know that there there is a huge debate of whether that apology was even needed for a heel wrestler and all that. I, I like the fact that it was done. I do. And, and, and I'm not the type of person that, that gets super, um, you know, offended by s- some stuff. There's some, st- I didn't like it when it, when, when, when it was, uh, released, not released. What's the word I'm looking for? When, when it got out that, you know, that, that was said, I personally, I didn't like it. I just think that there's better ways for a heel to get heat. Um, I like I like the apology. I'm going to be honest. I like it. I think it was. I th- I, and I think it was sincere. That's the one thing that I think is that is clear in that apology. Um, again, you can debate. He's a heel. Blah blah blah. And I don't. I, I hate that debate. I just. You know how to get heat. You don't. And if you don't know how to get heat, then that's a perfect example of how not to get heat. Dan, any thoughts on El Fantasmo? Um, don't be a dick. Just think about what you say before you say it. It's the world we live in nowadays. Like sometimes you can't even breathe without someone getting offended. So just, just don't. I guess be better, as they say. Well said. Fourth match, we had uh, Sonata and Tetsuya Naito defeating Chase Owens and Jay White. Sonata getting the submission win over Chase Owens in twelve minutes fifty nine with the skull ends, and we got some huge pops and boos from people in this match. The biggest pop of the night was Naito ripping his trousers off. Uh, Damon, your thoughts on the match, please? Well, one thing is perfectly clear. Naito, and I don't care where you go, and I don't care if if it's Australia, I don't care if it's London, I don't care if it's New York City, I don't care if it's Los Angeles, I don't care if it's Tokyo, I don't care if it's Osaka. The motherfucker is over, right? I don't, and and Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounded like he got the biggest pop of anybody in, in, in that building this night without, off, a sh- without a shadow without a shadow of a doubt man and he's so, he's my favorite so he's over with me and the whole crowd there as you could hear by the, by the fact that it, he was like just building up to taking off his trousers for god's sake he's not even done anything yet and people are going ape shit yeah i mean he's got that uh i think it, i think it's i think the two things that i take away from this match joel is one yep we're building we're getting sonata red hot Right, as we'll find out later on, uh, we're 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 putting him directly on the fire. Uh, and two, I thought it was a little bit significant that there was as much of a post-match beatdown on Jay White, right? Um, from you know, not only just tossing him out of the ring like he was a sack of garbage, um, the him Naito mounting him. Opening in his eye, that that looked like a painful spot. It looked like Jay White was a little uncomfortable in there as as Naito's got his fingers in his eyes, opening them. Um, it looked very, um, and I know there's there you know that that the, the, we're building toward a program here between those two, but it felt like wow, it, that that was a definitive statement from Naito that uh, uh, it just didn't feel like a, a dynamic that I would see in building to a championship match the way that. I wouldn't say that Jay White was easily disposed of post match, but you know it felt like if I'm walking out of that building, I'm remembering eh, Jay White got his ass kicked by by Naito at the end of that match. 
And I was also quite surprised as well, or maybe not so surprised, but uh, Sonata, he got a very loud reception as well, didn't he, Dan? He did. Yep, he did. Um, I still, I'm not a fan of the beard and the hair and... (laughs) But he, he's over as well. He's over as well. And I, I think just LIJ in general, um, especially in London from the Rev Pro shows that I've been at when they've been there, people just love them, man. Um, I, I, do you know what I think as well? I think these guys are seen as like the underdog. And I think it's just a natural British thing. I think you can agree with this, Joel, where we tend to always root for the underdogs. I don't know whether LIJ being on top in everything would be the best for them if that makes sense. Yeah, I see what you mean. That part of the appeal is the fact that they're getting constantly screwed by the man and that if they do find themselves holding all the belts and showered with glory, then that compromises uh, those dynamics somewhat. But I think that's everywhere, right? That's Mm. everywhere. I think everybody likes the, the, you know, you go into Cork and Hall, and you'll have a match between, I don't know, I'm just going to pick two fucking names, uh, Tanahashi and um, Juice. You're going to get a lot of that crowd rooting for Juice. Why? Because he's the underdog, right? Um, I, th- I think that's a, a – and even in, like, if you have no rooting interest in the Champions League final or whatever, um, you might root for the team that, that you know, might not have been there before, right, or, ha- or has no trophy. So, yeah, I can definitely see that, Dan. I mean, LIJ, they're like the England football team, aren't they? Or Naito specifically. So, he's, like one little moment of glory, but then just misery and near misses ever since. So, maybe that's uh, why he's so beloved in the UK. You've put the song in my head now, Joel. All I can hear is, it's coming home. It's coming. <laughs> Damn you. It's coming. The IWGP Heavyweight Championship's coming home. That's it. All right, for our fifth match then, we had the IWGP Tag Team Championship match with Gorillas of Destiny, Tangela and Tamatonga defeating the winners of RevPro's Road to Royal Quest tournament, Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis, with Tangela pinning Carl Fletcher after a super powerbomb and G.O.D. retaining their Tag Team Championships. Uh, I've, just one thing I noticed from this that stood out to me is that Fletcher's really filled out because last time we saw him um, wrestling in a New Japan context, he looked very skinny and frail, but now he's bulked up a bit and looks like a, a more serious professional wrestler than he did before. Um, your thoughts on the match, please, Damon? Great. Joel, Dan, uh, this was one of my favorite G.O.D. matches ever, right? I, I really like this match a lot. From, from, the, from the opening bell, even before the opening bell, and the stare down and the chance going back and forth that lasted at least three minutes into the match of the dueling chance. Uh, it was great. It was good to see Aussie Open get that, right, on on a stage like that. That was fun. Uh, I thought G.O.D. did, did great. Uh, I thought Aussie Open did great. I would hope that this opens the door or helps open the door to future matches. Um, I did not expect to see a tag title change here. I wouldn't have been shocked. Didn't expect it. Um, but, man, let me tell you, I, I – I was more into this match. And maybe it was the crowd. Maybe it was the crowd. Because you certainly don't hear this with most G.O.D. matches. Uh, it, especially in Japan. But I absolutely, from bell to bell, thought this match was, at the very least, very good. And to me, one of the best G.O.D. matches, uh, I, I would say. I would say I would easily put that near the top. If it wasn't the best, it was near the fucking top. 
Um, I had no problems with it, loved it, and full marks to both teams. Dan? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of G.O.D. in ring. I, I don't mind Tama online. He does make me laugh. Um, but in terms of them guys in the ring, I tend to find their matches boring. But I was completely invested in this because of Aussie Open. Um, the fact that them boys got the chance to be on this stage when I've seen them at Little Rev Pro shows, you know, I was, I was part of that chant shouting Aussie Open. Um, that really, I think, made the match more special. Um, and it was, yeah, it was great. The crowd was going mental. And I think everyone in my section was really hoping, not that I believe anyone really thought it was going to happen, that Aussie Open could get the win. But I think it's a great first showing for them boys. I hope that they get the opportunity to come back because I do think they're good. And I think they made G.O.D. look good. Um, I'm putting props on Aussie Open. We had a question from Pleber who says, do you think that Aussie Open will continue to work NJPW in the future? And what other tag teams would you form slash bring to fix the tag division's current state? I would just abolish the whole tag division at this point. But no, seriously, I would love to see Aussie Open in the World Tag League. And you would think that they would be likely to be in there after getting this sort of opportunity, right? I would think of any team that's out there that, that is not a New Japan-based team, I think they would be top and front and center, right, after that performance. Um, look, I, I think... If, if there were any doubts, and I don't think that there were, but if there were any doubts, I think, you know, the world, this this match helped uh, remove any doubts that uh, a team like this wouldn't easily fit into World Tag League. Um, so I would say yes, uh, an, an emphatic yes, they, they, should, uh, they should slide right in very easily to the New Japan roster. Sixth match was never open weight championship match with Kenta defeating Tomohiro Ishii in 20 minutes 16 with a go to sleep. So Kenta becomes the 27th never open weight champion. So this started off exactly how you would hope a Kenta versus Ishii match to go, where you got scowling prick Kenta and strong, hard stone pitbull Ishii just beating the crap out of each other. But then halfway through the match, there was a German suplex spot where Kenta landed on his head. And it was pretty messed up afterwards. And that was really scary because from that point on, you could see that Kent was out of it for a good couple of minutes. And then a lot of the big spots fell apart after that. Like there was a moment where it seemed that uh, Brain Buster should have been reversed, but Kent had just crumpled and he ended up winning after some G.O.D. interference. But some people are saying that they should have ended the match. What are your thoughts on it, Damon? I'm glad you brought that up because... I didn't see a lot online about it, but I watched the match, and it did feel like something went astray. And I don't know if Kenta was actually hurt. I don't know if you know that's been confirmed. We probably won't hear shit because they are pretty tight-lipped when it comes to that kind of stuff. But it did feel like Kenta got his bell at the very least wrong, right? Uh, and... And to add further evidence to that speculation, you're right. It did seem that their, uh, the sloppiness kind of got raised. Now, there was one spot after where they're sitting on, you know, they're sitting in the middle of the ring and they're slapping the shit out of each other. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the smartest thing to be doing, <laughs> right? It's just. Yeah, the head butts as well. Yeah, I mean, I know there was one, you know, it looked like Ishii might have been hitting the hand, but okay. But you had that too? 
I was just like, what do we, what? We can't do something else? Um, look, again, I don't know if he if he wound up being hurt or if he legitimately was hurt, uh, but to me it felt like it was. And I'm going to disagree with you, Joel, for one second. Going into this match, the whole, the whole thing was about Kenta Shibata, right? That was, that was the biggest takeaway into that match. But, but realize that going into this, Kenta was a tag team partner of Tomohiro Ishii and turned, turned his back on him. You know, the bell rings, Joel, and they lock up. I was like, why are you locking up? You're supposed to be fucking angry with each other. Ishii should be, you know, Ishii brings him into the ropes and he kind of pauses and he kind of does the Yokata tap on the shoulder, but then Kenta gives him a fucking right hand to the mush. But I was just like, if I'm Tomohiro Ishii, aren't you a little bit, like, I'm not going in, catch as catch can. I'm going in and I want to fucking beat the shit out of you. I just thought that was weird. And it stood out to me that, a, you, a guy who just turned on you, and we're going collar and elbow. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what did you think about having the Gorillas of Destiny interfering towards the end? I didn't like. You know, look, I don't think there's no any secret. Didn't like it. Did it play a factor in the the finish? No, it was a couple minutes before, but yeah, I was. Look, I. I I know what they're trying to do in the sense of we're going to turn Kenta into a giant heel, bullet club, blah, blah, blah. He's already there. I don't think that that, that guy got more booze or at least on it. Dan, you, you correct me if I'm wrong. He got just as many boos, we'll say, as Jay White, right? So if we're looking for a heel barometer, I think Kenta right now is in that is in that scope, right, of he's a fucking heel and people are recognizing it, right? I'd say so. I'd say you was completely accurate with that. I mean, if you want my opinions on this match, um, halfway between this, obviously, when there was the bad bump, I was currently being bumped outside by Mr. Craven. So <laughs> I, I personally didn't see the finish, um, which is really bad. And I, when I did come back in, um, Tanahashi uh, was already coming down to the ring. So I'm sorry, boys. I've let you down on that one. <laughs> Can I can I just ask how how long was that interaction? Give me a time frame. I want to say like end. I want to say like um, five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Um, and it and ruined was, your night. Was it, well, I, see, ruined my night is a strong, but it, it definitely played it definitely played on my mind because you know I spoke to this guy and I wanted to report back to you boys. I wanted to tell you what went down. So. Yeah, sort of took me out the occasion, so to speak. That's why I'm extending the olive branch of um, free tickets next time New Japan are in London. <laughs> there we go. All right, we'll work on that. We'll work Thank on you. that. Thank you. <laughs> we have a question from Angus. He says, is Kenta another Honma? His left arm did nothing, and he looked to be having issues throughout the match. The match still delivered, though. Uh, that's a bit extreme. He got dropped on his head, and that definitely affected the match. But in spite of that, Damon and Dan, I still think it was quite a good match. Yes. I, yes, absolutely. Um, two guys in there that can that can fucking go. Um, give me give me a range. Where let's get a. I, and I, I can't give Dan because Dan, unfortunately, had other things on his mind. But give me but give me um, 
give me some give me some flakes. Give me some stars. Where are you at on this? Just to get a gen- general consensus of of what we felt for this match. Three, three quarters, four, maybe around right. that range. Right on a bright sunny day, Joel just got laid, had a big breakfast. You're throwing four. Yeah, I think maybe if I was there live and uh, not getting harassed by executives of the company, <laughs> then I would have probably gone four. Okay, good point. Good point. That should that should be our that should be our every star rating. All right, well, but did you get harassed? Are you taking anything? <laughs> are, you, are you taking any stars all for harassment? No? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. We're, we're on the same page. Yeah, I'm not going any higher than four, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Boys, you're giving it a four, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. You've got to say that's kind of impressive, considering the fact yeah. that Kenta was clearly not 100% in that match. And I think I saw a tweet from him where he said, what a way to end the night. Like He, he won, and he ended up in the hospital, and then he said, like, thank you for booing me, London. So he definitely went to the hospital after the show by the looks of things. So... To get a four, I think that's impressive. I, I do too. And I, I, I don't think we should sweep that under the rug either, right? Because, I mean, when did that bump occur? That was probably at least halfway through this match, right? They went at least another, you know, what? Yeah. Eight he, minutes? He recovered four? amazingly from it because he looked like he was absolutely fucked afterwards. So yeah. let's give him props for that. And I just hope that he wasn't taken to an NHS hospital afterwards because otherwise he'd have been there all night probably <laughs> queuing up. <laughs> We're, <laughs> we're taking care of the healthcare system there and everything. All right, everybody's getting a boot today. Tory uh, government, what do you want? <laughs> this is what happens to the public sector. Listen, I got a president who's going to fucking throw nukes at a, at a hurricane. All right, what the fuck do you think I got going on over here? Right? The show never got political when Colin was on it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Uh, seventh match was the British Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Zack Sabre Jr. in 17 minutes 39 with a high fly float. And Tanahashi wins the undisputed British Heavyweight Championship. And uh, One thing that stood out to me was Zack's beautiful tan. So he's obviously had some time away and is looking lovely and golden. I thought this was a really good match. I think they've got terrific chemistry. Tanahashi arguably better at the grappling stuff than Zach is. At least when he does it, it looks sort of more realistic, more sort of shoot-style grappling. And I think that's an underrated part of Tanahashi's game. Not sure I needed to see this match five times within like six months, but this was still good. There's still, there's still, more, there's still more leftovers, y'all. There's still, there's still more in the fridge if you want to dig in, from what I understand. <laughs> um. It's like a Christmas, isn't it? When you've got a turkey for... Like a fortnight afterwards, and you're like, oh, Jesus, fuck, more turkey, please. No, enough. <laughs> yep. I liked it the first time, but come on. Well, there's, there's, there's a couple of sandwiches sitting in there waiting for you, if I understand. Um, I loved it. I loved the ma- – but, but that being said, it's a fucking good sandwich, man. Um, I love this match. I love these two together. I I could watch them all the time, and it feels like we, we have and will. Um, I was shocked by the title change. That that took me that took me a second um, to, uh, to to digest because I did not think that was happening when he was climbing those ropes for that high fly flow. I'm thinking, all right, knees up, and those knees up never came. And I think even the it crowd was really decisive, wasn't it? They, you had like sling blade, dragon suplex, high fly flow, bang. It was there was no sort of back and forth. It just was like, yeah, Tanahashi's the better guy here. Yep, yep. I mean that that rev look that rev pro title. I know people are are I, I won't say that they're down on Rev Pro. I don't think that's the I don't are, are people people aren't down on Rev Pro, Dan, are they? 
No, man, I wouldn't say so. I mean, Stephen and Alan, they go to nearly every show, I'd say, and it's always packed out. People seem to love it. They've got their fan favourites. I've not seen people shit on it. I mean, I suppose over here you've got the idiots from WWE that are, you know, trying to ruin the scene over here and with progress wrestling and stuff like that. But Rev Pro, to me, still is, is up there and people seem to like it. Right. I mean, that's that. that... I, I heard mixed stuff about Summer Sizzler. I ran a poll actually on the uh, the Super J Cast Twitter asking what did people think of the uh, Summer Sizzler show overall because I heard some interesting things about the main event, a lot of like shenanigans and ref bumps and authority figure interference during it. So uh, let me just try and find the poll where I was asking about it. So forty two percent said thumbs up, thirty nine percent said thumbs in the middle, nineteen percent said thumbs down. So there were definitely uh, some conflicting takes on the quality of the summer sizzler show for at the work. risk at the risk of getting myself shot as a first time guest on on this podcast if if you're you've got to understand there's probably a high percentage of people that have gone to that that are definitely more new japan-esque fans so i can see why they would be pissed about that match but the two boys that i know that went completely saw it differently said that overall the show was fantastic so i do think Maybe Rev Pro should have put their hat on and gone. Hang on a minute, like we're probably going to get a, lo- a lot of New Japan's in at this, sh- uh, New Japan fans in at this show. So let's maybe calm that down a bit. But overall, every Rev Pro show that I've been to has been fantastic, and I've loved it. It's been a while since I've been been over there. Um, but again, the 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 times that I've seen the, the Rev Pro shows, um, I thought they've been they've been fun. Some of the, some of the most fun pro wrestling shows I've been to. So um, good. Uh, I, I, again. I get worried about that, you know, the, the general temperature and the, de- the general tone. But anyway, my original point was that 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 British heavyweight title, that's that they got some. There ain't no uh, ain't no BC level people carrying that title around, right? They got some big names that they got carrying that title. So uh, good for them. Good for Rev Pro. Keep keep that going. Uh, question do you, for me: Do you think Tanahashi holds that title onto Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, we actually received a similar question. Bork says, do you think Tanner's title win changes his road to Wrestle Kingdom? Also, Zach has had a forgettable year. What do you think plans are for him? Now, what I thought was going to happen would be that Tanahashi wins it and keeps it for Wrestle Kingdom, and then your Wrestle Kingdom Rev Pro title match is Tanahashi versus Osprey. Having a rematch from the G1 where maybe Osprey wins the title back from him. But now we are getting an immediate rematch between Tanahashi and ZSJ. It's a bit more murky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it seems very quick. So again, when we were talking about that sandwich that's still in the refrigerator, we're getting that in just a handful of weeks, right? Like like soon. <laughs> right? So maybe maybe they flip it back as quickly as as that. So, uh, what, Joel, what show is that? Do we know? Do we know which which show that headlines? Uh, yeah, it's one of the destruction show. Let me check so I can say exactly. We will discuss this later. We'll be breaking down yeah. all the big matches that were announced today. But it will be uh, destruction in Beppu. Okay. Yeah, and that's you know right around the corner um, time wise. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they drop it back and and, and we go from there. Um, but needless to say. I think it helped pop the crowd. I think the, the crowd didn't expect it. It looked like from the reaction there, Dan, that the crowd was kind of in shock that it happened. And then it was a celebratory thing. But, um, yeah, I love the match. I love these two working together. I don't have a, 
I have a small problem with uh, with the idea of again, but it's these two guys that I really enjoy watching together. So I'm I'm willing to have another sandwich. All right, Dan, you want to chip in on how it was uh, for you? Oh, no, Damon pretty much covered it all. I I can't believe that that Zach lost. Um, but then obviously having Tanahashi have that belt, what that sort of means for Rev Pro, and then the crowd loved it. So. Yeah, I, I was I was still on my come down at that point, boys. But um, <laughs> overall, I, listen, what's not to like? I know that they've done it a lot, but these guys are great. I love both of them, so I could watch them again. I'm not going to complain. It was good. Main event was IWGP Heavyweight Championship match. Kazuchika Okada successfully defending against Minoru Suzuki in 33 minutes 25 with a Rainmaker, and Okada retains the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Another classic match between these two guys. We have some questions about the reception, particularly towards Suzuki. So Chris says, in the main event, did the crowd reactions properly show on TV? Everyone was desperate for Suzuki to win. Steele O'Neill says, would a reception like Suzuki's changed New Japan's mind about putting the big strap on him slash someone? Uh, also, which was the best crowd in New Japan history? And Jeremy says, for Dan, is Minoru Suzuki god in the UK? Is Tanahashi more popular than Boris Johnson? So I'm going to go straight to Dan here and just tell us what it was like as both of these wrestlers made their entrances? Big. Humongous. Words escape me. Um, both are so over. Suzuki is... He is a god in England. He definitely is a god. Um, at Rev Pro shows, I've, the same reaction when he comes out. People love him. Um, I think people are genuinely terrified of him as well. Like, yes, we know it's professional wrestling, but that guy is legitimately scary. And... I was one of the people in attendance that wanted him to win. No full world that that ain't going to happen. But I think the roof would have come off the place if Suzuki had, had got the pin. Um, yeah, what was the other question in regards to that knobhead Boris? Tana, Tanahashi or Boris Johnson? <laughs> oh, Tanahashi all day long, mate. Like, anything is better than Boris Johnson. Jesus. Uh, actually, during the Zack Sabre match, there was um, quite a few heckles of Boris basically being a cuck. But, um, yes... Okada, Suzuki, great match. Uh, I wanted it to go on forever because I just love both of these guys. Um, but really, for me, I think the star in that match for the crowd and for me personally is Suzuki. I just think in the UK, he is he is so over. Um, I know that that doesn't change his position in New Japan, but it just shows that they've put him in the main event over here because they must know how much the British crowd, the UK crowd absolutely love him but it was a great match and um obviously then we had the the fun stuff happening at the end uh david what do you think of it great match right congratulations london you got yourself a classic new japan pro wrestling main event uh suzuki over 50 uh being able to perform perform at that level um is pretty amazing Right and and yes, great. He's in shape and fifty, right? I I can't get out of bed and I'm not fifty, right? Uh, Okada again, another fantastic performance. Would I put this at the top of my list of Okada Suzuki matches? I I would confidently put it somewhere in in the upper middle of the pack. Absolutely. Um. I like the drama of it. I loved, loved, and I'm usually, uh, you know, I like these this spot. I'm okay with this spot, 
but for whatever reason, this this time it really connected with me. Spe- specifically, Okada's selling of it was the elbow exchange. One, Okada, his selling, where he goes rubber-legged, and his his legs twist. Amazing. Love it. And then Suzuki, when he fires in those fucking elbows and those forearms, and everybody's quiet in the building, and he just tees off is a thing of beauty. It's art. It's like listening to, to fucking, I don't know, if Jimi Hendrix were alive, right? It's musical, right? I got to be honest. There was one person like the, the, in the crowd shot, and they were delivering those shots back and forth. There's one person uh, right on the aisle. I think she was wearing like a like a tan sweater or jumper. Or, uh, and I'm just watching facial reactions of the shots going in. And this person losing their mind, right? Just and that made me enjoy it even more. Uh, I thought it was a great match. I I'm I'm in the fours for this. Uh, not maybe not four and a half, but I'm in the fours. Thought it was great. And again, uh, I thought I thought it delivered to the live crowd, and I thought it delivered to everybody at home. And I don't think anybody is upset with a match like this. Um, great job by both guys. Yeah, it's everything you want, really. Um, the best that they could have done given the fact that there wasn't really much drama in the result of the match because Suzuki wasn't going to win that. So my favorite kind of Suzuki match was the uh, G127 match, the one that went to a 30-minute time limit draw because I thought that was just outstanding and some real drama in there because, again, in the G1, it's always more exciting because you don't know who's going to win. But this one, it was a foregone conclusion, but it was still an absolutely terrific match. Um, David, to the question, which was the best crowd in New Japan history? Off the top of your head, can you think of any crowds that really stood out to you? Well, I mean, you can always go with the pillow tossers, right? Um, G1, you know, the finals, that, that's got to go down in, in, in history as one of the, you know, the, the, the most ravenous pro wrestling crowds in history. So that's got to be top of the list. Um, I'm just thinking of crowd reaction and crowds going berserker. You know, there's what that, the, the, I'll tell you what, the, the textbook for, for crowd going berserk. And I think you mentioned it recently, Joel, was that tag match. It was an all-Japan tag match. Um, and it was, who was it? Was it like uh, Crawford and Furness against uh, Kenta Kabashi and somebody, was it? Kikuchi, I think. Yeah, you might be, yeah. That crowd was just molten red hot, going crazy for everything. So it's not really a New Japan crowd. Um, but I, like like I said, if, I, if I'm thinking of like the most crazy go crazy kind of crowd that might that might be one of them the the g1 pillow tossers might be the one yeah if you haven't seen that match just stop whatever you're doing and go and watch it and you can thank us later so yeah kobashi and kikuchi versus furnace and crawford in may 25th 1992 it's on youtube and yeah though that crowd are just living and dying by every single move in that match like leaping out of their seats like they were behaving like a crowd might behave during like a football cup final it's just yeah. unbelievable you, you don't get crowds like that anymore in wrestling uh, yeah and especially like a japanese crowd right who you know always the the book on them is you know oh the reserve and they clap when things happen but these they were going batshit crazy like like there was there was two guys that were just losing their shit right <laughs> um 
so yeah, go out of your way to watch it just for the crowd. The match is great. Don't get me wrong. But the crowd makes it even 10 times better. Just thinking of other stuff that I've seen off the top of my head. Um, the famous Ishii Shibata match from G1 23. That had some great reactions. Uh, maybe the uh, Rainmaker shock when Okada won the title at New Beginning. Um, there was a Hashimoto versus Takada match at the Tokyo Dome. I had a very hot crowd for it. So, uh, Oh, and that time when Ishii beat Tanahashi uh, when he used a screwdriver. That was a big one as well. So yeah. uh, those are some that uh, come to mind there. A uh, question from Paul who says, it was great to meet editor Dan briefly. What was his favorite match of the night? Oh, uh well, the main event, clearly. Um, how could that not be my, my favourite match of the night? It was the best match of the night. Um, yeah, there you go. And by the way, nice to meet uh, was, was Paul, wasn't it? Nice to meet Paul as well. Um, he actually didn't buy me a beer. So next time you owe me one. Just throw that How could you? <laughs> All this great content we're putting out for free and Dan's editing. He didn't buy the man a beer. Shocking. Um, okay, so this is someone, uh, a guy called Nicholas who slid into the DMs with a story. So he says, uh, long story short, I stayed at the same hotel as most of the roster, except for Suzuki, Gum, Okada, Tanahashi, and Ibushi. Everyone else stayed at my hotel. Last night, me and my mates were drinking with the Young Lions and Yujiro until 4 a.m. They're really good at chugging Jaegers. Got pictures with nearly everybody, but I always made sure to leave them alone because it's their downtime here. Anyway, at breakfast, Hikaleo, JY, Tama, and Tangaloa were sitting at their own table when Kenta walked in, and he just completely ignored them. Didn't say hi, just sat down on his own. And another one, we were asking if we could take a group photo with Bullet Club, but Umino and Narita were there with us as well. Jado started screaming, photo, only Bullet Club, no Young Lions. You've got to appreciate that amount of kayfabe keeping. And I love hearing stories like that, Damon. Yeah, I mean, as long as, you know, as long as they're, as, as, uh, they're respectful, privacy in their time, even though we're talking about them <laughs> on the show, um... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, good stories like that is or make 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 people's. I would, you know, they're going to remember that for the rest of their lives, right? Just that one night. So uh, good on them. I'm glad everybody had a good time. Well, we were coming back from uh, Five Guys uh, after the show, and we're just walking through um, Stratford Shopping Centre, and uh, <clears throat> Alan turns around and goes, "It's Red Shoes. It's Red Shoes." So I'm like, "What? What? We stop?" And apparently, oh, obviously, Red Shoes did stop because he. But he got called Red Shoes, for Christ's sake. Um, but Jay White was there as well, and I forget who else was there. But they just walked off to, I believe they were going to Nando's. But Red Shoes was nice enough to stand there and let me snap a photo. And um, then we let him go and eat. But I don't know if that's respectful. Probably not, in all fairness. But anyway, that happened. Nice, nice. Yeah, I know Jay White, uh, he likes to stay in character a lot. Um, I, I remember before Tokyo Dome, him and Tanahashi, we saw him at uh, Pepper Lunch. It was me, Eric, Mackie, and Fumi. And Fumi loves it, get, getting the pictures. He loves getting the fucking pictures. This is the guy that goes to um, Tokyo Dome Hotel at 6 o'clock in the morning. And he drags Mackie along. <laughs> Mackie's the designated. And he's got the IWGP heavyweight title replica belt with him, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's legit, isn't it? Um, so he likes to get the pictures. So, uh, But like, he went up to Jay White, and Jay was like, nah, no pictures. So uh, that's fine. You know, no, no, no biggie. Everybody was respectful of everybody's time. But um, yeah, Jay, Jay likes to stay in character. That's for sure. All right. Well, that was Royal Quest. Uh, Dan, are you going to stick around for the rest of the show or are we letting you get out of here? 
Oh, oh, well, listen, guys, thank you once again for, for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Please try not to mess anything up between now and the end. I'd like a simple edit. <laughs> and um, <laughs> No, it's, it's been good, guys. Thank you for letting me come on. I really do appreciate it. Dan, it is give always... Give us your plugs. Yeah, give us your plugs, Dan. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad you reminded me. So uh, for those that don't know or those that do, uh, I'm in a band. It's called Escape the Box. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, which is Escape the Box UK. Uh, we do episodes on YouTube of basically the life of being in a band every Friday, uh, 20 hundred hours UK time. And this coming Friday, Damon is in the episode. So go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Escape the Box UK and just have a watch because Damon's got a very special part in this show and I think you should all enjoy it. So once again, guys, thank you for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure and I look forward to maybe coming on again sometime soon. Dan, it's absolutely our pleasure. Uh, again, all the hard work that you do for this show, uh, we truly appreciate it, and I'm glad that you were. I'm, I, I feel bad that you had a, a little bit of a, of a bumpy experience, but uh, hopefully uh, we'll get that all ironed out. And uh, Again, you're the best. We love you, and uh, it's awesome that you're on the show, and thanks for all your hard work, man. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. All right, well, let's get into the news portion of the show. This is more of a non-news thing, Damon, but... A few people, myself included, got a bit overexcited about a profile update from the uh, New Japan roster page where the Shibata profile, which ha has always been there, it's never been taken down, had a little update and some words about, uh, you know, is Shibata going to be getting revenge on Bullet Club? And a lot of people, myself included, got carried away and thought, oh, maybe that's teasing a return or something. No, full well that the people who are writing that stuff are in no way clued in on booking plans. So I uh, just wanted to mention that because I did see a few people asking about it on Reddit, why those tweets disappeared. It's just a non-story, isn't it, Damon? Yeah, it, it did. It, it, unfortunately, it did turn into a uh, bit of a non-story. So, I mean, there was no, I, like, I think it was more of a decision of uh, there's no need to fuel this fire because it's there's no fire. We just have... And and the fuel that we had was basically orange juice. Right? Right? There's really nothing there. Um, so yeah, instead of just having that out there trying to f smolder, we just said that nah, we'll just fucking take it down. And then I think a lot of other people followed suit. So eh, that's good. That's fine. That's enough. But again, we have we got no problem if 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 we need to be corrected or if we need to be um, uh, pointed in a direction. Pff, we got no problem with that. Another thing that came up uh, from Lucha Blog, uh, around 54 minutes of Lucha TV's video podcast, Miguel Redesindo said, Kawato-san returned to Japan, Kawato-san had a health issue and went home to get better. So there's no details on what the health issue is or when slash if he'll return to Mexico, but uh, hoping everything is okay for Kawato because it's been a long time and uh, a lot of people are hoping to see him come back home soon. Yeah, um... I, yeah, I, I do hope it's not a health-related issue. I, I personally have not heard anything. I, I don't think Joel has as well. Um, but I mean, we were we were we were led to believe that he his return was coming right around the corner, um, or or at least in a New Japan ring was coming around the corner. Um, so yeah, I hope everything is uh, hunky dory, and he you know if it's a medical thing that it gets sorted out. But. Uh, we have not heard anything plus or minus when it comes to that. Now, this is a topic we'd speculated about before, which is next year's G1 Climax, which, of course, is going to be running alongside the 
Olympics, which is coming to Tokyo in uh, 2020. So the word on the street from, well, it was originally reported by Dave Meltzer, something we followed up, it does apparently seem to be true that the G1 Climax is going to be moved to the autumn. So uh, Damon, what, what are your feelings on this? Personally, I like it. And I'll tell you why. The, the one reason why I don't think I could ever go back to Tokyo during normal G1 is the the unbelievable heat. Like it was just uncomfortable. Like you couldn't do things. I I couldn't do things um, other than take a shower, go to a show, come back, and sit in the air conditioning. It was it was brutal. Um, if it's in fall, which you know everybody says is like the best time of the year weather wise. I don't know. That, I, I might have to pull a, fr- a Fraser and, uh, and, and hit a couple G1s if I have the money. I don't have the money, but um, yeah, it, just, it does make it a little bit a little bit more sexy sounding for me. But um, yeah, I know that there's a lot of logistical issues when it comes to booking buildings because not only is it the Olympics, Joel, but you said um, the Paralympics as well. Um, is, yes, is, that'll be immediately afterwards. Right, right. So that's, um, I mean, look, that is a big city. And just in a, in a normal, like even during what's considered a holiday season, that January fourth area, right? New Year's, all that. That's a big stay-at-home family kind of thing over there, right, Joel? Um, it's still busy as fuck. You know what I mean? It's, subways are still packed. Trains are still packed. I cannot imagine the infrastructure, the traffic. The congestion, and this is a, an efficient city, mind you, but still, the act, absolute stress on their public transit system will be unbelievable during the Olympics. So they had to move it. I mean, buildings and 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 getting things from one place to another, and you know, security is going to be heightened just because it is the Olympics. There's a lot that goes into it, and and trust me, booking G1. As much as we love it, is probably really low on that fucking pecking order. I think it's a smart move to move it. Yeah, as an international school teacher, I get the first half of the G1 during my holidays, but then the tail end of it when I'm back to school. So it's never been possible for me to go out there for the finals. But if the finals do line up with my October break, then you can bet your bottom dollar that I'm going to be there, uh, even if I might have a extra responsibilities at that time. I don't care, Damon. If it's during the October break and I've got a chance to go to Budokan, uh, I will be there by hook or by crook. So again, personally, I'm excited about the prospect. So hopefully we get some good news on the dates for that. Super, um, super J- in- Confirmed, Super J Cup, Super J Cup at G1. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, don't tell, I don't want to get uh, accosted. For, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one. Right. Uh, we got the return of the Young Lion Cup and we have the people that have been announced for that. Shota Umino, Ren Narita, Yotasuji, Yuya Uemura, Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, Alex Coughlin and Michael Richards of the Farley Dojo so that's very exciting we're going to be seeing those matches throughout September and some interesting thoughts on this I was discussing this with a friend of the show Jojo Remy who said that seems like the Japanese young lines are each only getting one Karakuen match but each of the LA slash Farley guys are getting two 
So Fredericks and Connors are getting each other and Narita Umano respectively in Karakuen, which bodes well for them to make an even stronger impression. So you can uh, rest assured that is a very deliberate decision there. And we're going to get the final round of matches for that on the 22nd of September at Destruction in Kobe. And the match that stands out on that date is Carl Fredericks versus Shota Umano. So it seems likely that the winner of that match will be the winner of the Young Line Cup. Do you agree? Yeah, I did see that, and I thought that's like a sore thumb, right? Um, you excited for this? Yeah, I am. Um, even though the last one that they did was cursed, you know, Kitamura won it. I, I mean, that whole uh, cohort from the dojo seems to be a bit bad luck following them around, doesn't there? So we've got Koato, no idea uh, where Oka is either. Kitamura with his mystery bicycle leg crushing lie situation. Uh, Kanemitsu um, and who's the other fella? Uh, Tetsuya Yagi, who is forced to retire mm-hmm. as well. So I'm hoping that this cohort have uh, better luck. But yeah, I am excited by it. I am too. I think this is I, one of the, one of the cool little dynamics that they had during G1 was always those uh, multi-man tags, uh, the LA Dojo versus uh, the Tokyo Dojo. I like it. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, but I think the handwriting is on the wall with that final match, which I think will be good. I'm I'm excited for it. I I'm going to go so far as to say I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I don't think we're going to be sick of seeing a young lions match because I think as we progress in this tournament, I think uh, we're going to see people grow and we're going to see people kind of expand uh, what they are allowed to do in a pro wrestling ring. Uh, so I don't think it's all going to be Boston Crabs, right? And I think as we move along in the tournament, you'll see that that growth really shine. So, nope. And, and like I said, if people were to circle two people uh, on that roster that they think are going to be next-level stars, I think that's a good start right there. Let me let me ask you this. Hanare. Again, Finley. Uh, do you think there are people that are looking in the rearview mirror like, oh shit, I'm gonna get lapped? That's 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 the worst part about this is that I think that there are people looking in their rearview mirrors thinking to themselves, I'm I'm about ready to get lapped. Yeah, I know this is something that we find ourselves saying with every class of uh, dojo young lines, but this class does seem very special. And definitely, if you are one of those names mentioned, it would only be natural that you are looking over your shoulder at guys like Narita, who just knocked it out of the park. I thought during Best of the Super Juniors. Umino, who looks like he's got future star written all over him. Even a guy like um, Clark Connors now looking, he's oozing star power and charisma. Uh, I think Uemura's great. I think Suji's got a lot of upside. He could definitely, he looks like he could be a big powerhouse bully heel at some point in the future. So, definitely reason to be worried if you are one of those guys at the bottom of the roster because yeah they're, they're coming for you here's the thing we, we always talk about that and, and i think a lot of people in the wrestling world talk about that that competition breeds greatness right so um the, people are going to make the most of their opportunities if and when they get them uh that's one thing we got. We should be asking about, though. I'd, I'd like to get an update on David Finley and what 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 his status is with that shoulder. 
I'd like to like to, to to see what 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 the plans are for him coming back. Um, speaking of and El Desperado, and El Desperado, there's another one too. Yeah, yeah, he's not on this 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 tour, is he? No, he's not. Mm. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I mean. Look, I think it's good that the company is healthy enough in the sense that they have plenty of bodies they can use when people get hurt, and they can take all the time that they need. My fear is is that if you take the time that you need, do you then lose your spot? Uh, And how difficult is it for you to get back in the mix? Um, I'm sure that varies by different people at the level that you are in, but uh, yeah, that is... Let's be truthful. That's always been the concern for pro wrestlers, right? Because you get hurt, you take time off, you're out of the mix, and and that's why. Oh, I gotta keep moving. I gotta keep going. Oh, I'm gonna take this to kind of get me through this match. Oh, I'm gonna take this because I took this to get me the sleep. Oh, I'm gonna take this because I'm sleepy from what I took to help me get through. And it's that vicious fucking cycle that we worry about in pro wrestling a lot, right? So it does kind of. Feed that monster, doesn't it, Joel? It does kind of feed that monster a little bit. So uh, hopefully that's not the case here. Little note uh, for attendance. New Japan Pro Wrestling announced an official attendance of 2,512 fans for the final event of the Super J Cup 2019 in the Walter Pyramid in Long Beach. So the two prior shows in the same venue did 4,372. That was in March 2018. And 3,007 fans in September 2018. So that 3,007 last time had Kenny Omega in the main event. It had the Young Bucks. It had Cody in a US title match. So for this Super J Cup, they've done 500 fewer. With the tournament, no announced matches beforehand. I think that's decent, Damon. I do too. Again, we're not going to complain over a handful of tickets. Like uh, I'm prone to do. Um, I will say that... And again, we haven't seen the shows, so we'll, we'll reserve judgment on how it looks. From still photos that I've seen, it did. Here's the problem: is those fucking yellow seats in that building that just stand out like a sore thumb. Like you see all the empty seats because they stick out like a sore thumb. Um, but yes, I, I, I. Again, let's hold off on the aesthetics of how it looked. Um, I think numbers-wise, I can't think that they anybody's complaining. Um, I, I believe, and again, I haven't had it confirmed. We have not had it confirmed that this was a profitable venture. Um, I would assume that it was, but um, yeah, I mean, look, you like to see asses in seats, right? You like to see a crowd like you had at uh, Royal Quest, right? Um, I think it's a different show and a different, you know, uh, different people being brought in. And that last show, you know, there's no one, you know, they're announcing the show at what, two o'clock in the morning, right? It's hard to do. I, I get all the all the issues. I, I, I like I like a full building. I just like the way it looks. So we'll 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 see how it goes when they release the show, which should be in the next couple of days, I would think. I don't want to talk about spoilers for the Super J Cup, but I don't know how much you know, Damon, but is this a tournament that you are excited to watch when it comes out on World? Um, Certain matches, maybe, yeah. Um, I'll be truthful. How are we going to do a show review on a show that happened months, a, a, month, a good solid month ago? You know what I mean? 
like to me that's going to be I don't know. I think the I think the the fruit has wilted off the vine, if you will. Um, am I excited? No, I mean, look, I, we got destruction right around the corner. We got all those shows. Um, it's it's. I know I know the results. So it's kind of like okay, dude, maybe I cherry pick certain matches just to see, but I I don't I don't. I can't say I'm excited. I this will this will be it's a rainy Saturday. I got nothing to do. Let me pop it on kind of thing. Like I don't think the instant it's online, I'm running to my TV to pop it on. Let's put it that way. Uh Dread Pirate Roberts says on the Discord, due to the tragedy of Doki's recent death, do you think it would be appropriate to name the JCAS year end awards the Dockies in his honor? And his is capitalized there. Uh Damon, have you seen this? I'll send it to the uh our WhatsApp group. A tweet with the footage of the untimely death of Doki. God, I don't, I don't know. Is this was this like on uh, World Star? Oh, here's Doki uh, over the. In th- Whoa! Oh, Jesus Christ! Wow. Uh, Doki does a dive, kids, uh, through the middle ropes. A suicida, tope suicida, uh, and whoever was supposed to catch him. Did the old ole, <laughs> did the old whifferoo, and he goes headfirst into, was it a chair? Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, yeah, he we, he wipes out. Um, Rob Viper, that's Rob Viper's Twitter account, if you want to see that. Um, I've just retweeted it, so if you oh, go back in the Twitter history, you should be able to see it. Good job but, by um, you. Yeah, the good news is that he is absolutely fine, and he's back with New Japan, and he's going to be a part of this upcoming destruction tour so very excited to see him back unfortunately no taichi but uh let's touch on some of the key matches that we have coming up on this so uh starting off with destruction in beppu top matches are evil and naito versus chase Owens and jay white a special tag match with yoshihashi and ishii versus gorillas of destiny no title on the line but you think maybe that's going to set up something down the line if ishii and yoshihashi get a win and then the main event British heavyweight championship match for the fifth time this year, fifth time since March, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. So quick thoughts on that, David. Again, it's a, it, I said it before and kind of alluded to it. It's another sandwich in the fridge, right, in the icebox. Um, you want another turkey sandwich? It's good turkey. It's good turkey. Uh, good bread. Good, good toppings, but it's another one, right? I mean, uh, you must be thinking that they're sort of looking at each other backstage like, oh, what the yeah. fuck are we yeah. going to do this time? Right. <laughs> We're running out of stuff to do. Right. right. I, th- I say they just do a fucking death match at this point, right? They just, like, wouldn't it be great? They just were just like, ah, oh, fuck it. We got nothing. In- we got nothing. And she comes down with a kendo stick. <laughs> right. Right. Barbed wire bat. Exploding barbed wire death match. Right. ZSJ in his entrance. He's he's uh, sitting down smoking a fag on the ramp. <laughs> right, right. Fans throwing garbage on him. Um, I mean, right. They, they, I mean, they are incredible pro wrestlers. But yeah, they even they got to be looking at each other like, do we, what else do we got in the can? What 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 haven't we done? That's amazing. Oh, look, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell an Uncle Damon story. Right. Um, back in the day, Joel, when uh, Crockett used to run. The NWA uh, in 86, 87, all that. We had, I kid you not, I, and I don't think I'm exaggerating with this number, two years of monthly shows 
where Philadelphia had Philadelphia had some version of Dusty Rhodes versus Tully Blanchard. Every fucking month, you would have Dusty Rhodes versus Tully Blanchard for w- what felt like two fucking years. You you don't know samesies <laughs> like I don't I know samesies. It's it, it it was madness. But here's the thing: every match was was had everybody juiced up, pumped up. And they always threw different stipulations. One, it'd be a bull rope match, or it'd be a you know coal miners glove match. It'd be a fucking figure in the ass match, whatever, right? Um, but they they did that for two goddamn years. Now in 2019, do I expect that in my pro wrestling? Uh, look again. I like them. I like them together. I think they put on great matches. Even I'm kind of like, oh, is this. Uh, well, again, <laughs> right? Jeez, uh, it'll be good, but yeah, I mean, you're 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 testing the patience of a lot of people going to the bank with the fifth time this year. Joel, it's only September, <laughs> right? I mean, jeez, Louise. All right, listen, if we do this, if we do this, well, not if, when we do this, can we can we put this one to fucking bed? Are we done with this finally after this, Joel? Is this the end of the road for this? Yeah, can we have a special stipulation? Like, not a loser leaves town, but loser leaves Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi matches. Yeah, please. Good Lord. Because, again, you're burning out what 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 essentially is re- something really good, right? Like, the last thing that they would want is something to be really good that people don't want to say, right? Right? That, 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 I mean, if it's shit, people can be like, ah, it's shit. I don't want to see this fucking thing again, blah, blah. Like, you know, evil and Sonata versus G.O.D., right? Nobody wants to see that anymore. Because why? It's really not that great. It borders on okay and good, but great? No. Well, now we're getting into modes where it's, all right, this is great, but I'm sick of it. Again, enough with the fucking turkey sandwiches, please. We're done. Last one. For destruction in Kagoshima, we have Evil and Naito versus Yujiro J. White. We have IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship match, rematch from Royal Quest with Birds of Prey, Robbie Eagles, and Will Ospreay versus El Phantasma and Taiji Ishimori, which I'm excited for. And then the main event, IWGP Heavyweight Championship right to challenge contract match between Kota Ibushi versus Kenta. Now, that is a really interesting one and a bit of a weird one because I would have protected Kenta until Wrestle Kingdom because I'm expecting we get a Kenta never match and I thought the play would be to have him unbeaten you know pick up the title and just go through all the challenges on the way to the Tokyo Dome so it seems like he's going to pick up a loss here so it's a bit of an odd decision isn't it a little bit yeah a little bit um and and it feels like they're just doing that because you know, he Kenta has the win over Coda, and you know Kenta can challenge, and it makes sense from a you know from a booking perspective. Sure, absolutely, no doubt. Yeah, you would think. Uh, well, let me. Are, are you are you certain in your heart, in your mind, uh, Kenta loses here? Yeah, I. I, I, I don't see why you would put. Uh, Kenta in this Bullet Club Shibata LA Dojo story 
and have him win the Never title and then also have him win the IWGP title opportunity. That would make sense to me. Do you think it's okay he takes a loss? Well, he has to because he's yeah. not going to win, is he? I, I think it was the wrong choice personally, but we'll, we'll have to see how it plays out. Okay. Yeah, I, I I would prefer him not taking a loss here, but um, I understand again from the idea of him getting a win in G one. Um, who else did, did Ibushi lose to in G one? Do you remember? Not to put you on the it spot. It was evil. Mm. Wouldn't evil be a better pick for this? Evil could take a loss. Yeah, unless they're saving that one for King of Pro Wrestling, right? Does he have to defend this fucking briefcase on both shows? I don't know. It seems that this destruction show things are spread a bit thinly. It really no does. IWGP Championship match. And yeah, there's not a great deal to get excited about here, is there, between the three shows? I mean, they're good shows, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I can't tell you that I'm sitting here doing cartwheels over these. They're good shows. There's matches that are that seem very sexy. I don't know if I'm again doing cartwheels. I don't know. I just think the Kenta match is a little bit weird. Um, just for the reasons that we talked about. I don't know if 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 Kenta is a guy that I want to have pick up a loss in this situation. What about the junior tag team championship match? Do you think we're going to get uh, two belt Billy? I would have zero problem with it. Z- zero problem with it. Um, I don't think we will though, but I would have zero problem, and I, I'm excited for the match because again, I think what we saw in Royal Quest was just a, a taste of what we could expect in a title defense, bigger stage kind of thing. I love the tag team. I I love the Osprey uh, Eagles tag team. I really do. There's something about it. It's got some kind of little a uh, lot of chemistry and a lot of uh, it feels right. So I would have no problem with them doing it, but I don't think they will. And then Destruction in Kobe, top three matches. We've got Shoyo and Okada versus Bushi Evil Sonata. We have a special singles match for no reason, but uh, I'm here for it. Hiroki Goto versus Shingo Takagi. And the main event is the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. Tetsuya Naito versus Jay White. What are your thoughts on that one? Because that one is quite tricky to predict. Yeah, it sure is. Um, I mean, again, if we're trying to fill the narrative of uh, big tournament time come uh, Wrestle Kingdom, what do you, what do you think would be a better route to go? Jay picking up the title or Naito having that title? Well, here's the thing: if we are going with this mini tournament gimmick, then if Jay White loses, he has got no claim to be in that mix. Correct. So to me, it makes sense for Jay White to win and then Naito claims his IC title rematch, which I don't like, you know, the automatic rematch clause because that's very WWE-ish. But, you know, if I had to pick, I think Jay White... Yeah, I think Jay White wins. Okay. And both of them end up in the picture at Wrestle Kingdom. What if they don't? What if this is just us speculating and trying to connect dots and all that stuff? And what if Jay White... Extremely likely, for uh-huh. the record. Right, right. And Jay White pins Naito for that title. Is that just going to feed the beast 
and add more logs to the no, fire. No, I'm saying that Jay White will pin Naito. So I think that's going to happen. I think he wins well, the IC title, and then we still go ahead with a mini tournament thing. I'm saying that if Jay White loses, then to me, he's out of the Wrestle Kingdom pitch completely. I, I don't know. Maybe he segues into a, a rematch with Juice Robinson for the US title at Wrestle Kingdom or something like that. Because I think in order for the tournament thing to happen, it's got to be a Jay White win. Right. Okay, fine. But if if there, the Jay White win happens and this tournament thing doesn't happen, right? Again, it does kind of play... It, it does kind of push you in that direction that that would happen but let's just say that we also sorry i I, this is pertinent to the discussion i forgot to mention that at the super j cup jay white grabbed the icy title after his tag match with naito and declared it was his destiny to be the first ever double champion so now we have had ibushi naito and white all talking about becoming double champion so uh yeah sorry to interrupt i thought that was important that is important that is important all right look i i think where there's smoke there's fire right It, it you don't have three separate people talking about double champion unless we're doing double champion shit, right? Three different people on three different occasions have teased it, have dropped it, have mentioned it, right? That's that's that seems weird to to have that happen and not go through with that. Am I wrong in that, Joel? No, I mean, I thought that was going to be the case when Naito started talking about it. Then when Ibushi mentioned it as well, I thought, okay, it's a lock. And then now that Jay White said it, it's a double lock. I don't know yeah. how much more <laughs> secure yeah. you could get than a lock, but yeah. We've got I'm a lot of locks. Sure we got we got padlocks. We've got we've got combo locks. Yeah, scotch tape. We got I'd it all. It's a, it's a chastity belt at this point. <laughs> right, right. And, then, right. and it's coming off at, on uh, January the 5th. Yep. And we're spraying all over the East Tokyo time. <laughs> and we are fucking in Tokyo. All right. Um, yeah, it does look. I know we're we're speculating twats, but we uh, it does feel that way. So all right. So so Jay wins this. Yeah, I, I'm in, I'm I'm riding I'm riding in that Jay White bus. Uh, of him picking up that title. Just, again, because it just would just... It, he can't lose, right? He can't lose this match and be in the mix. Or they or they got some wheeling and dealing they got a fucking pull. Um, so, yeah. So, so again, it, it does make sense to us. How how about the un, un, um, uninformed, we'll call them, the uninformed, maybe non-listeners of this fine podcast, uh... Naito LIJ fan. Do you think they lose their shit when when Naito drops this title? Uh, or are they going to uh, see the bigger picture? Or, or 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 can they see the bigger picture? I think the kind of people who would lose their shit on Twitter are the kind of people who are clued up and would understand the significance of Naito losing. Okay. So so we're not going to have many riots online. We're going to be all right. I don't think so, but I hope there will be. <laughs> it's, it's always fun when that happens. It sure is. All right. There you go. Uh, give me a scale of 1 to 10, your excitement for that show. I'm excited about the main event because it was really good in the G1 block finals. And Goto versus Shingo was also great during the G1. So... I'd say a, a solid 7 out of 10 
for yeah. Destruction in Kobe. Oh, and also that will have the Young Lions Tourney. the block finals for that. So se- seven and a half. Okay. Bump it up there. All right. No uh no verbal uh harassment downgrades. You're good. You're good with your <laughs> I don't know. There's a, a lot of podcasting time between now and then. Who knows what we're going to say? Really? Who knows what's going to happen? Craziness. Um, can, 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 can we off the record? Can we talk about this for one second with Dan not here? Live on, on our podcast with, with thousands upon thousands of downloads. Can you okay, believe- so when you say can- off the record, do you mean we're removing this later or we're just... No, 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 no. no we're talking about it right now. It's, it is what okay. it is. I, I got to be honest with you, my head... Kind of can't wrap around it, to be honest with you. My, my, I'm having difficulty with with what Dan described. Like what? What? One again. I we did say it. What? How? Of all the people that you run into, Dan, you run into him, right? And then, kind of how it went down. I'm just kind of like, just I'm kind of almost a little bit like I kind of feel like Dan post, uh, post incident. It's like a fever dream, isn't it? You sort it of really wake is. up the next day, you'd be like, oh, I, I just the strangest dream that Dan was having a cigarette outside the copper box and then ran into <laughs> Michael Craven, who got annoyed with him about the Super J cast. And he'd be like, whoa, what have you been eating? That's right. crazy. I swear, I, this, that's been my whole weekend. Like, I've, I've just been, I, I, uh, like, in a state of, like, what? Because right. I, I looked at that on my phone about 5 a.m. I couldn't go back to sleep after that because it was just too weird. Right. <laughs> odd oh so it's just odd all right listen i hope uh, look i hope it gets sorted out right we'll get to sorted out right but again we're nice guys come on we're, we're not out here to no. make trouble for anyone certainly we, not we, you know we've been in situations where we might have inadvertently done so and people have have a quiet word in the ear hey you might want to do such and such because otherwise this might happen we've said yeah fair enough right and we've taken steps to address that so you know we're we're not out here to upset people are we damon uh, that's uh, you know me as well as anybody right you 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 i think in the two years that we have communicated you you know me uh, this is the last thing i want <laughs> you know what i mean like i hate this ang- this 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 feeling of uh you know i i hate it I, I don't like it at all so i i i would say we would do things to Look, I can, if you don't like us, you don't like us. I don't give a shit that. But like, I don't want people to think that we're being vindictive because that's not our that is not our our objective in any way, shape, or form, right? So, all right, all right. There we go. I just need to get that off my chest. <laughs> okay. Um, we also have a few matches announced for King of Pro Wrestling. We have. An IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Will Ospreay against El Fantasmo. We have an IWGP US Heavyweight Championship no disqualification match, John Moxley versus Juice Robinson. And we have our IWGP Heavyweight Championship match with Kazuchika Okada versus Sonata. Um, Ospreay versus ELP singles match. I don't know about that. I, I, I'm not... The pants are not down for that, Damon. I have to no? admit. I... I think I was lower than most people on their best at the Super Juniors match. I think they're, again, not giving out any spoilers because I, I don't know off the top of my head, but there's a fair chance I might be seeing that match in the Super J Cup, and I don't know if I want to see it again here. So those are my thoughts on the Junior match. 
US heavyweight uh, no DQ match. I think that'll be a lot of fun. It's just going to be a crazy brawl. They're going to do some mad stuff. It'll be brutal, and I'm looking forward to that. Okada versus Sonata. There's just no drama in there. You know, Sonata's not winning. He's not taking the title to Wrestle Kingdom. So I just, I fear that it's going to be uh, another one of their matches that is just too long and predictable because G1 matches are always more exciting because there's genuine unpredictability. You've no idea who's going to win. And I thought, you know, the go by the matches that they've had, the New Japan Cup match, exciting because you don't know who's going to win. Title match of Dontaku, boring. You know Okada's going to win. G1 match, it's exciting. You don't know who's going to win. Title match here, I'm worried it's going to be boring again, Damon. Yeah. I hate to say this, but they might have to have a real crazy G1 winner one year just to keep everybody fucking honest, right? Again, it. it I don't know. Look, Sonata getting the win is was made a great G1 moment. I don't know. I don't know how you fix that. Like you, you. I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. But yeah, you're right. Going into King of Pro Wrestling, I don't think anybody's sitting here thinking that Sonata's walking away with that title, um, which hurts. Which hurts. Um, but but I will say this. Well, you you did you did mention it. It hurt the Suzuki match for you, right? Versus Okada just this past weekend, right? Because you knew, you knew you weren't yeah. going to see a title change. Yeah, yeah. and that is a, just a complaint with the whole post G one schedule to give it the British pronunciation. It's predictable in terms of the IWGP Heavyweight Title scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you get, how you circumvent that. Um, well, you just said it. Have someone else win the G one, or have someone lose the briefcase? You, you've got to freshen things up there somehow. But it's not happening with Sonata. No, that, that's the thing. That, it's not happening with Sonata. Um, Moxley lose the title? Uh, that's a tricky one. What day is because... What day is this show, King of Pro Wrestling? Let sorry. me just check. All right, sorry about that. I, 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 I hear you cursing me. Because I've just got a screenshot with the, the top matches on there. Oh, so. really? Okay. It is, you know, it's always a struggle for me where, on these Mondays where I know that the the, the cards are going to be announced. And I'm usually at work just hitting refresh on my phone because I want to you know, be the first person to get those matches up there on Twitter, to get the retweets, get the follows and build our evil empire where we're <laughs> destroying people's <laughs> livelihoods. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I was doing today and king of pro wrestling oh man i've got to go on page two for this my stalling has just failed you're fine. no you're doing great you're doing great uh, okay monday october 14th we got king of pro wrestling oh. and also we got sandwich between destruction and king of pro wrestling we have the fighting spirit unleashed shows which are september 27th 28th yep. and 29th so that's worth keeping in mind but yeah to your original question october 14th is king of pro wrestling okay um well, obviously, he's not dropping that title before AEW TV, which is like October 2nd, is it, or something like that? Um, I, would, I would venture that, that we're, we're getting a title change here. Give me, give me your, give me your uh, thoughts on that. Scale of 1 to 10. Well, how likely I think it's going to happen. Likelihood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would... I don't know. I want to give it 
I'm going to give it a six because I think we will see John Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. So then it just makes things a bit muddier if Moxley doesn't have the title, who he's going to be facing. And then if Juice does have the title, is he going to be defending that at Wrestle Kingdom? Who's he going to be defending it against? So there's a lot of uncertainty there. And I like that. I like that it's not as predictable as it was last year where everybody knew that it was going to be Juice winning the belt back from Cody at Wrestle Kingdom. So... Yeah, I'll give you a 6 out of 10 chance that Juice is going to win the title. I'm going a little bit higher. I'm going a little bit higher. Just from the logistics standpoint of just getting the title off of him. Um, I'm sure he's going to have lots of commitments come every week. There's TV uh, for the AEW crew. So um, he might have other obligations. So we'll see. But uh, I, would, I would go at 8 that John Moxley's losing that title. All right, so those are the big matches from the Destruction slash uh, King of Pro Wrestling Tour, which leaves me with one thing I wanted to plug, actually, before we uh, dip into some questions, and that is uh, my second episode of Cruel Summer with WH Park where on Post Wrestling, where we discussed the 2017 G1 Climax final between Tetsuya Naito and Kenny Omega, and it's always fun to chat to WH, who uh, is you know, a great guy to hang out with and chat with, so I thought... Other people have commented that there's good chemistry in that show, which is nice because I get to see WH and hang out with him twice a year, and we, you know, we go and eat and drink together and have a good time. And I think that comes across in the podcast. So it's a fun chat. Uh, I absolutely smashed the trivia section, and there's some really terrible predictions as far as uh, Naito goes because obviously that was recorded before the uh, G1 Climax finish. So it's definitely worth a listen. And just want to congratulate WH on a great job with the whole Cruel Summer uh, series that he did because uh, they've all been really good and it must have been a pain in the ass to organise all those different uh, time zones and people across the world that he was doing it with. So uh, good job there and go and check out that episode. Well, why don't you two just go fuck or something? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, am so I going to lose? Jealous, David. I am. My God. Look, we, look, listen, okay. January, let's have a threesome. You can't say fairer than that. That is true. Good point. We'll clunk heads. This sounds like a good idea. Um, you, you can do an Eiffel Tower on me. Nice. I know what that is. Uh, done. Um, oh, boy. Look at where we've gone. No wonder No wonder we're hated. <laughs> um yeah, he we do. He does a great job with that. That was a really good idea. He's got another project right around the corner, by the way, Joel. I don't know if you're uh, if you're privy. Uh, yes, so, the so, Liger thing is that right? Uh, sure, 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 sure. Oh yeah, yeah, is that yeah, a Liger secret? Thing. No, 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 because it was called Thunderstruck. He he did mention that, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, we're good there. Um, like this whole show is. Can we talk about this? Can we not talk about this? <laughs> That's not been, this and then I was just agonizing about it afterwards. Dan, can you go around <laughs> 35 minutes? We talked about this. And right. right this, this bit, no, not that bit. I can't right. take out that bit because otherwise it's not going to make sense. I'm going to have to take out the whole conversation. Can you just edit out after this word in the sentence and <laughs> right. blend those two together? It sounds weird. I know it sounds weird, but you can just go with it. Yeah. You have no idea that the conversations that we have with poor Dan. Uh, all right. So, uh, yes. Thunderstruck. I don't know. Might have some, uh, might have some people there that might be uh, recording some shows uh, for that in the uh, coming days. Um, so uh, uh, keep 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 a watch out for that. We you might hear some familiar voices on the great WH Parks Thunderstruck series. All right, let's do a few questions before we go. Then uh, from the Discord. So Tyler, who what a gentleman who sent me 
yeah. some a selection of buffalo wild wings sauces and seasonings because I was lamenting the fact that I couldn't be there in Dallas and you guys all went to Buffalo Wild Wings and I was looking at the Buffalo Wild Wings menu and all the different sauces and I was saying, oh, I'd like to try this one and this one and this one. And Tyler, he only bloody sent them to me halfway across the world. What a wonderful guy. Let's just, can't say enough good things about him. He's the best. He's the fucking best. He uh, he got me a, a beer sampler that I was able to sneak home in my luggage. Um a bunch of different uh, craft beers from his area, which were fantastic. He told me it was like a, like a peanut butter and jelly concoction. Like I had to mix two beers together. It was really fucking great. Uh, yeah, he's a great dude. Great job uh, by him. So, uh, okay, question from him. Yes. See, uh, Damon, how do you feel after the draft today? I'm excited to whip your ass this season. Oh, well, I'm excited to eat your ass. What do you think of that? <laughs> um, let's see here. We're talking about the fantasy football draft. Uh, that we had for the Super J cast. If you were in our Discord, you could have hopped in on that and participated. Um, and I got to be honest with you, my draft, I was I drafted low. I was next to last. Out of uh, 13 teams, I think I drafted 12th. So it was slim pickings by the time the running backs were coming around. So I was able to scoop up one, double-backed around, and um, even like it was slim pickings. So I got to be honest with you, I'm not – Super in love. So then I my theory was I'm just going to take people to fuck with people. So I wound up taking, like, Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. And then I was like, fuck it. I took Carson Wentz, too. So I just wanted to kind was of your Was Mahomes your first pick? Who was your first pick? No, it was uh, Gurley uh, from the Rams running back. I got Gurley. Have you seen oh, yeah. my team? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Is it good? Oh, I should tell you my team. I think I, I, I want to know your thoughts on it because you're the expert. Oh. Uh, so I'm <laughs> just going through like a fuck ton of messages uh, in the Discord, but I do want your assessment on it because this uh, I had my draft yesterday and I had Xavier who stayed up very very late to help me do this. So oh. massive thanks to you and uh, D the Great who also helped out. So okay. I've got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, yep. uh, uh, Todd Gurley, Devonta Freeman, Vance McDonald, Tyler Lockett. Christian Kirk, Rashad Penny, AJ Green, Kyle Rudolph, Kareem Hunt, Philip Rivers, Will Lutz, and the New Orleans defense. It's not bad. That's not bad. How many people are in your team? Or how many people? Uh, um, ten, ten. And okay. I was seventh with the pick. Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's that's actually I mean, that's that's a pretty good team. That's a pretty strong team. Uh I got Gurley, uh Travis Kelsey. Uh, Mahomes, Brandon Cooks from the Rams, wide receiver. Uh, la, 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 la. Mark Ingram, the running back from Baltimore. And then, and then, then I went to fuck you mode, and I picked Carson Wentz as <laughs> my backup quarterback because um, there was just nothing left. It really wasn't. So I figured uh, let's let's ruin some people's lives. Uh, I should have done that because there's a, a guy in our draft who's his team name is Wentzylvania. So I should have just picked Wentz just to right. f- fucking ruin his team name. Because I, I did that with our um, Premier League uh, fantasy draft because there's a, a colleague of mine who's from Argentina, absolutely worships Aguero. And I had no intention of picking Aguero. And then this guy entered his team name as Aguero's Power. So I was yeah. like, oh, he's, he forced my hand there. I've got right. to pick him just to fuck with you. Right, exactly. That that was kind of like some of my... Uh, I have uh, Deshaun Jackson from the Eagles. I figure he might get some long bombs thrown his way. Uh, Marvin Jones from Detroit. No, uh, yeah, Marvin Jones from Detroit. Uh, 
Jordan Howard, my running back, like a backup running back. Um, the Jaguars, little Tony Khan for you, their defense. So, I, again, I feel like it's a little bit middle of the road. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm not expecting greatness, let's put it that way. So uh, the ass whipping may very well take place. Andy says, with Royal Quest in the bag and a clear audience for New Japan in London, what do you think the chances are that we get a G1 block night there next year? Mm, I think it could happen. I, I think it could happen. Good numbers here. Yeah, look, you did, did, did you did yourselves no harm, right? With the with the gate and the crowd and and all that. Um, I'll give you a solid. I'll give you a definitely maybe. I'll give you a definitely maybe. I think moving it to the autumn months might be uh, might play a little bit against you because, um, you know, they're, they're gonna. Well, I can't. You know what? I can't even say that might be it. I, I look. Uh, definitely, maybe, and and after the Royal Quest show, I think your chances of something like that happening uh, have uh, greatly improved. Let's put it that way. Low magician says, "What's Kenta ceiling in New Japan now? It looks like he's there full time. I could see him as IWGP title challenger for a big show. I don't think he's ever going to win that. I could see him as IC champion. I think he's at that level." I could, I think that's the ceiling. I don't I don't think we're looking at a heavyweight title. I, if you, here's the problem. I I would be most mostly concerned with just injuries and and shit like that. Um, I think he's a credible challenger to any title. That's wh- that's where I think he's at. I think he is a credible heel challenger to any championship. Rika Tatsumi says Damon has a fascination with Honman nipples. <laughs> he worked dip into the Honman nipple well quite a few times during the nipples challenge last week. I just thought it was him. I don't have a fascination with it. So I have a fascination it's with okay Riley. If you have, you know, well, I, there's no kink shaming on the Super J cast. I, there's no sh- I mean, it's not him particularly. Uh, no, it's, I, I would not say it is a fascination with his nipples specifically. I do like a nipple. I think nipples are nice. I like a nipple. And he's uh, got nice nipples. I mean, look, I mean, I'm not complaining about his nipples. I don't think they're horrific. Uh, uh, truth be told, I like uh, like a uh, a uh, the female form and and the areola and nipples that are uh, involved in the uh, female form breast. For, I, I Even would from su- this show, you could you could isolate about ten clips from this to make a best of <laughs> compilation from this right. episode alone. Right, right. And I'll, and I'll, again, if I had a preference, but so so certainly not. A whole one on the top of my list of overall nipple-like uh, uh, fetishism, but uh, yeah, look, I like a nipple. I like a, I like a nice nipple. We, we, can, we can admire it from an aesthetic point of view. Absolutely. So there you go. <laughs> I hope that answers the question. Absolutely. Uh, Elia says everyone keeps talking about how New Japan needs to drop ROH and partner with AEW. What people don't consider is the position of the CMLL partnership. Do you think AEW being partnered with Triple A is one of the biggest hurdles? and wedges being driven into this theoretical partnership. It's weird, and it? Isn't pro wrestling weird that there is this... I'm on... I, I sit with these kids at the lunch table, and I don't sit with these kids at the lunch table. Um, a hurdle? I'm going to... Like, in Mexico, maybe, but um, let's be truthful. What... Neither company is what you would call mainstream in this country right neither company is is 
you know, breaking down walls when it comes to gates or attendance or money or all that. Um, I think the AEW thing, I, th- I think there's so many different la- layers to what people are perceiving as a, a, a middle finger and a fuck you, right? And some of it might be accurate. Some of it might not be. Some of it might be male ego getting in the way, right? And listen, that, that's been a, a root of problem for, for centuries, right? That male ego. And you're not going to see it anywhere else strong, stronger than pro wrestling, that's for sure. Um, could it be a factor? Yes. Could it be an important factor? Um. It's a factor. It it, it, I, it is a factor. Um, I just, again, sometimes I just have to shake my head at it and just be like, "You're you're adults. You you can make money, right? You're 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 fighting over scraps, and you don't have to. This this would make the most sense. Um, again, I'm not saying the proverbial lock him in a room and hash it out. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but it just. From 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 a distance, man, it does fucking seem silly, doesn't it? It does seem silly. Liam says, "Hi, gathering of the Juggalos, the most eminent cultural event of the 21st century. What? You have to throw one New Japan wrestler into the gathering of the Juggalos. Who would thrive the most in this bustling cultural environment? As someone who's already a Juggalo, Chris Jericho is not eligible." Ah. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with the Juggalos? You're familiar with the Juggalos, right, Joel? Uh. I don't, I've whole... seen pictures of them. I smart me up here. Give me... Yeah, well, it's kind of like up. a countercultury kind of fan base. Um, they they have their gathering of the Juggalos I, I, yearly. I want to say I want to say yearly. I'm not too familiar with it. Uh, where they they all get in a field and there's music and comedy and there's even been pro wrestling. Now I don't know how big it is now, right? But it is a thing where you know it's a it. It draws people, um, and it's it's a pretty big event. Um, personally, I don't know anyone who is a juggalo, so uh, I don't know that. Uh, but they do have a certain look and a certain feel. Uh, so what New Japan Pro Wrestling might fit into that juggalo mold? Uh, I would think like a Naito might, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, he might thrive in that, right? Uh, maybe a Doki. Doki might be Doki might be your guy. Doki. Do, Doki. Right. So this is a, a someone who's a fan of insane clown posse, correct? Or any other psychopathic records hip hop groups? <laughs> correct. <laughs> Who in the roster looks like a psychopathic records hip hop devotee? Yeah. yeah, that that would be it. That would be it. Um. I don't know. I've heard rumors that there might be a lot of uh, illegal substances you could find there. Uh, heavy partying, good times had by all. Uh, you know, all I mean, that. just looking at the face paint, El Desperado, surely. You think Despy's the guy? But if the, my, my yeah, 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 with the face paint. Um, I think Doki's your guy. I think Doki is is uh, got that. He's got that legitimate air that I think the, their fans would like, you know, that uh, the street cred that uh, their fans might might uh, enjoy. Uh, Despy's not a bad one, but I, I I'm sticking with Doki. I think Doki would would slide right on in there and 
have that fe- is it feo the, the soda <laughs> the, there's a certain brand of soda that they enjoy Joel uh, the insane clam posse I believe it's feo uh, don't ask me why I don't know I just kind of know that's the thing uh, they would he would slide right on in there great question <laughs> I guess <laughs> right Jeff says Uncle Damon can you tell us the Mikey Whipwreck story and can we together take a victory lap in knowing what inspired that shooter shooter storyline as ECW fans alright um I'll give you the quick Reader's Digest version. Uh, the quick T too long, didn't read. Uh, so back in the day, once again, HWI, the leader in backyard pro wrestling, uh, we used to rent Larry Sharp's ring. And there was a show, and I forget exactly which show it was, but Mikey Whipwreck either won the ECW TV title the night before, or it was a big title defense or some shit like that. But it was a big deal because everybody went. And the place sold out, and it was packed, and it was a big deal on television, whatever. The next Sunday, like the next day, following after this ECW show, Mikey Whipwreck wrestles, and I put in air quotes, my brother at Larry Sharp's ring with nobody there in a backyard promotion, right? Uh, so <laughs> we were all like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. On the same show, the same backyard pro wrestling show, I think it was Meanie. Meanie was a blue Meanie wrestled for uh, our backyard wrestling promotion as the Atlantic City Center. And me and him were the tag team champions. Uh, Also on the show, and I may have my memories mixed up, and I'm sure like somebody like Mackie or somebody will will fill me in, but if I'm not mistaken, also on this show was, and it might have been a different show, but D'Lo Brown was in a battle royal on this backyard show. And I think Reckless Youth was Youth was in there. This was before they went to Al Snows. And this was before Meanie went to Al Snows. I might have my timelines mixed up. But, um, yeah, my brother wrestled Mikey Wetbreck the day after an ECW. I, be- I want to say the ECW, the day he won the ECW uh, TV title. <laughs> that is incredible. I can't. This the, you must have so many stories like this that you haven't shared on the podcast as well. Oh, I got a million from the day. Yeah, I got I got a million stories. And then he was like, "Do you do you ever? Uh, we were you ever on a show with uh, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack?" And I was like, "Yeah, we did two or three shows. He worked at Dennis Carluzzo show, and we were on the show. And there was one where we did a run in after a match, and he laid us all out. Uh, that was actually pretty crazy." Um, I don't know if I could tell the story though of him in the locker room. Uh, nah, I'll save that one. I'll save that one for. I'll tease that one. I'll tease that one. I'll, I'll tease my Mick story, Mick Foley story. Um, uh, but yeah, I got, I got, uh, yeah, I got a lot of stories. I've, li- I've let look. If, if anything, I've, I've led an interesting life. I've led an interesting life. Nuclear Potato says, do you take Tamatonga and Tangaloa at their word, or is there, in fact, someone on roster who's realer than Gorilla? I don't know what that means. Help me. Can no, you translate right. Next question. <laughs> uh, Austin Pickle says, since the heavyweight tag team scene is lacking right now, are there teams Damon would want New Japan to sign, or would Damon like two current roster guys to team up instead? If so, who? I feel like we answer this question a, every A thousand week. times, right, yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, like I said, my answer is now just uh, get rid of the entire division. No more tag teams in New Japan because they they don't know how to book them properly. Uh, TTT says I was just thinking about the comments you made a few weeks back regarding the New Japan talent from the last World of the Worlds tour. Can I take it to mean you do not feel Nagata and Kojima hold legend status?
creators. If you feel they do, then why would they be considered less than previous talent sent over? Same logic can be used with Sanada. It should be a big deal for the guy who had just main evented a big event with Okada to come to town, shouldn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember saying that. My point was, no, we didn't say that they're not legends, but no, you, you could. Yeah, go ahead. But, but no, but what I said was during those War Worlds tours was. I would rather see those people. People wanted to see Tenzan and Nagata and all them, and they weren't they weren't there. Instead, we got Jay Lethal and the Briscoes, right? Um, and that's one of the reasons why I always say, hey, did it feel like a New Japan authentic show? And until G1 in Dallas, I don't really feel like I got that true New Japan pro wrestling experience in the United States. Of course, in Japan you did. But no, I wanted to see Tenzans, and I wanted to see Nagatas, and I wanted to see Nakanishis, and I wanted to see those people uh, instead of, you know, again, Jay Lethals and 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 uh, Matt Tavens and uh, all those people of the world. No, uh, I, I I absolutely consider those legends. I don't think I ever said that, did I? I don't remember saying that either. Then again, I can't remember what I have for breakfast, so that's a good probably point. asking the wrong person there. Uh, Trigger said, okay, this is a good answer for the relentless tag team questions. Silly question. Pants down rating Honma and Taguchi tag team name Heads and Tails. There you go. There's the, the tag team that's going to save the entire division. So, uh, that one for pants me. down. No, pa- I mean pants up. Pants up. Pants up. <laughs> uh, Mixel Flick says, where would you rather see the Rascals land, assuming they will go to one of the following? New Japan, All Elite, or WWE? No, they probably can't do the 70s show promos in New Japan. So, uh, any thoughts on the Rascals, Damon? Uh, who? What? What am I doing? The Rascals. Yeah, do you know who they are? Uh, uh, no. Who am I? No. Who? Uh, I'd have to look that up. It's, uh, it's a tag team. I think it's... Um, okay, let me check it. Desmond, Xavier, Zachary Wentz, Myron Reed, and Trey Miguel. Are you familiar with them at all? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, and that makes no. me a terrible pro wrestling fan. I'm sorry. But I, I, I don't oh, have it. There anything. we go. We tried. Uh, Spicy Ride says, Joel, have you ever played Mega Man games? I highly recommend Mega Man X Collection. Some great platforming and music in that series. I have tried to play Mega Man X a little bit. It's on my little mini SNES thing. I will give it another go. At the moment, I am engrossed in Chrono Trigger, which is an incredible game. I can't believe I haven't played it sooner. So I'm having a wonderful time with Chrono Trigger. So after that, I'm definitely open to more suggestions. Mega Man X, I'll give it a go. Uh, Xavier says, is it David Finley's time to move on or do you feel that he can still have a chance to make some noise in New Japan? Uh, this is it. I mean, after he comes back from injury, you're going to see in, in, in two, two months, I give it two months. If, if nothing's being done in two months, then we got a problem. And then, yes, he should move on. If he comes back from injury and there's nothing for him planned or he's not in a prominent role, uh, and by prominent role, I mean at least solid mid-card guy time to move on Dweeb says where do you think we'd be if when contacted by Tony Khan Cody directed Khan to New Japan officials in hopes of aiding their US expansion do you think they would have ever struck a deal or do you think New Japan would want to keep things in their own hands (sighs) um look I don't know the ins and outs of what was talked about leading up to January you have to think that they, they being AEW, knew what they wanted to do and the vision that they had. And I would think, and we've talked about this before, that there had to have been discussions in that, hey, 
New Japan, AEW, in some kind of partnership would have been the best way to go. Now, again, I don't know whose feather feathers got ruffled. I don't know in what, you know, I don't know if it was Kenny ruffling feathers or New Japan just hand-waving it and saying, you're not as valuable as you think you are, or whatever the case may be. All I know is that when we were in Tokyo, that's when they were announcing AEW really getting launched, right? And things have progressively snowballed TV contract and all that. Look, all New all Japan, all Japan, <laughs> New Japan. You would have thought this time last year when the rumbling started, New Japan would be in a really good spot from a TV contract perspective here in the states. And let's be honest, that hasn't happened yet, right? And we don't know if that will happen, period, right? What from from a New Japan Pro Wrestling perspective, Joel? I'm gonna I'm gonna break out of the box here. On a scale of one to ten, once again, ten being home run, super successful, couldn't have been better, and one being pathetic, they shit the bed. Where do you fit in New Japan Pro Wrestling's North American? expansion i would give it a solid seven a seven definitely definitely room for improvement but i think they've done a very good job so far given what you we know now and the year that they've had would you have expected more when i say more a profitable tv contract somewhere a uh buildings and gates and and figures that would somewhat rival AEW wasn't that the wasn't that the idea people had in their heads of what new japan pro wrestling in the united states was going to look like and west we'll call it was going to look like yeah that's reasonable right so to me i'm kind of uh, listen i think we've had success don't get me wrong but it, and and I kind of like I don't want to say it, but that's that's where people thought we would be in a year or two. Am I out of my mind in that? Um. So where would you be on the scale then? <sighs> really, five. I think we're at a five. Right. We're at a five. We're we're. Joe, we're running 2,000 seaters, right? We're running 2,000 seaters. That's our sweet spot right now, 2,000 seaters. We don't have a TV contract in the United States. We have Access TV. Is Access TV bringing in money? They're not going to get a TV deal from Japan. Japan's not going to pay them U.S. sports programming money, right? That's not going to happen. I don't know. I'm kind of like, uh, I, it's not a home run. This is not the home run that we were thinking it was going to happen. It's, it's. Um, I don't know. I think a, a five is where we're at. Hmm. Okay. Well, not sure what to say to that. I hope that's <laughs> answered the question. 
I, I'll tell you what I will say. It's 10 past 11 at night, so... <laughs> Too much to think about. <laughs> forgive me if my attention starts wandering. <laughs> yeah. All right. Give me one more question, um, and then, and then we'll, we'll get you to bed. Come on. Okay. Pumpkin Bully says, who would you put on this hunk slash fuck energy template, courtesy of at in every ending? So if you have a look on the WhatsApp, there's a, a little matrix here with... I'll just read the categories here. We've got unhunk, no fuck, respectable hunk, no fuck, hunkerino, no fuck, unhunk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you get the I idea. Mean, look, all right, look, maybe I'll work on this uh, later. This is, this is, I can't do all this. This is crazy. Unhunk, respect. I, who, come on. Jesus Christ. Ask someone on the Discords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody this not in our what? wheelhouse, is it? I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the tag to somebody in our Discord, and then I'll read off your answers. If you, if somebody in our Discord will take the time to fill that out, I will give that person full props on next week's show. How about that? There I got go. okay. I got I got I got I got a house and, and two fucking car payments. I can't I can't be doing all this. <laughs> All right. Okay, that will do it then. So um, thank you, everyone. Who am I thanking? Dan for coming on yeah. the show. Um, you can join our Discord. Link to that is in the show notes. Very good on the Discord because they ask us stupid questions like that. Uh, you can buy one of our t-shirts on prowrestlingtees.com forward slash superjcast. And now you can send us money for no reason whatsoever on the... Uh, let me get that address for you again. That is a redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash car so uh, i wouldn't do it if i were you but you can so if you're rich and or mental you can give us some money so <laughs> there you go <laughs> uh so thanks again to dan for uh, uh everything oh. that you do for us you can visit his youtube channel 219 films on twitter as he said at escape the box uk please subscribe to the voices of wrestling podcast network because you know they're giving any old fuckers sponsorship deals on there except for us so <laughs> go and listen to their shit uh, give us a five state review on iTunes uh, follow us on Twitter at the Super J cast thank you everyone for listening and goodbye <laughs>